Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Sunday night, time for a street fight, and we're taking your calls. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. We'll be here a while. Um, we want to hear about your Christmas miracles and also your Christmas bonuses. So those might not always line up, those two topics there. We want to know what's going on in the world of working, what your holiday bonus was like, if you got any gift hams, um, if you had to compete for a lottery, for a turkey, whatever it may be, let us know what's up. We're here to take your calls. 614-655-3887. That number stays the same every single week. We're here 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it since 2009 now. Uh, been a decade of laughs, loves, and anarchy. And uh, we're happy that everyone is here. We're still working on our project of getting rid of all of the elites and creating a more equitable society. But until then, you can just crack a beer or smoke a bowl, whatever you need to lose control and come hang with the gang act orangutan here tonight on Street Fight Radio. If you want more of what we do, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. You can get bonus zines, bonus audio, bonus video bonus every fucking thing also extra discount codes for all of our patreon subscribers for those of you not ready to make the leap we are putting our premium audio in the store so if you're looking for shocktober and you don't have uh you can't make that commitment you can go get it at store.streetfire i lost it right at the end as soon as the music dropped If you want to hear Shocktober, it's available at store.streetfightradio.com. We'll send you a link with all the MP3 files so you can give it a listen. Uh, tonight in the studio, we have regular guest and uh, call answerer Josh. You know him as username Joshua on Twitter. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Hello, everyone. How's your holiday season been? lot of overtime, but I'm making it. Yeah, I've been working overtime too. I'm feeling like this is a real job. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> How's your week been, Brian? I mean, I'm working overtime, but my job is like whatever. So sure. Just, just like uh, I'm working every single day right now, and it's like, hmm, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, I'm definitely going to have to recalibrate things <laughs> in for well, 2020. I, you know, it's kind of like... I was talking to Chris Wade about this, the producer for Chapo, and it's like, it's this really weird thing where, like, we're all very lazy human beings, but at this time of the year, we have to stack a bunch of stuff, so it forces us to have to fucking show up and do a lot of extra stuff for a period of time, and it's like, through the year... You have like this leisurely job that can just kind of happen when it happens. But at the end of the year, it's just like these holidays come up. You don't have time to like relax at all. And on your weekends, you're busy. And then you come back and you start working on shows and you're like trying to have enough shows to make it through the holidays. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, does anybody get this time off? You know, it like kind of feels like if I don't get this time off, then who fucking does, you know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's I, I mean, for me, like that, that's been that's like been the real eye opening thing. It's like I know that like service workers are getting killed right now and working crazy overtime and like I'm working every day. Oh, yeah. I did have a Christmas miracle happen. Um, I made an order for a place and got 
double in the mail. I got the order twice. There was like a mispick. So they what they did was one of the items was, was supposed to be sent separately than the other one. But instead of that, they just put two full orders in a bag. So whatever holiday helper that's doing temp work um, at the REI warehouse, thank you for that extra holiday gift you gave me this year. Oh, I was going to say, like, what, was it a good thing? Because like, there great. are some things I order and I get one and I'm like, oh, I, if I got another one, I'd be like, oh. I well, I returned it for my money. I got it for free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just went right back to the store and was like, ah, oh, we decided on different gifts and got to keep it all for free. Nice. And I, like, I bought gloves and, like, a balaclava for Charlotte. And it's kind of an expensive purchase, but I wanted to get her, like, a flowery pink one because that's her favorite thing. And it was one of those purchases where it's like, I could go and get one of these things for $8, you know? And uh, I went for the, the full-blown, uh, you know, REI version and got it for free, so... That, yeah, that was great. that was very helpful. Thank you, Santa Claus, for that one. REI is like the king place to rip off. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a co-op, and you're like, I still it, rip them off all the time. <laughs> any of those feel-good places, like any of those, are like we have a mission or anything. Their money is just like real hazy. Like somehow they're making it, but they don't really care about it. They just are like looking to to put a vibe out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I also I wanted to say this is a good one more thing because and some of some of the people listening to this show that are my friends will get this, but I know that money is a problem and gifts are tough and you feel like you want to get people a lot. The best cheap gift hack is just a picture in a frame because you can go when pictures are on sale for like eight dollars. Picture frames are on sales for eight dollars. You can go get printed for fifty nine cents and then they put it in their house and they think about it forever and it's like way better than just a fucking tortilla maker, you know? <laughs> a tortilla maker. Not tortilla maker, I'm sorry, quesadilla maker. You remember that? Uh yeah. What Cole's, a pointless gift. I got that more than once. I've been Jesus. in more than one white elephant where the quesadilla maker was in play and I mean, people can, are just avoiding it. I can pretty easily make a quesadilla with like a traditional uh, kitchen appliance. It's just a round, yeah, it's just a basically a round <laughs> panini press that had individual sections in yeah. it so that it presses it down. It's like a pizza stone. Like I, I dig had i liked having a pizza stone but it was like when it came time to get the pizza off the stone it was like why do i have it? yeah <laughs> we're like oh we you gotta know? heat it up or what is it, is it their moisture in it or what the fuck is wrong with it? yeah and also it's like i don't have one of those big pizza spatulas you yeah know what i yes, mean which, like they should it, sell them together yes yes absolutely should be a I mean, requirement that's what, i think that's something i like about christmas a little bit is that like Places do sell shit together a little bit more. You know what I mean? We were at the liquor store the other day, and they had the Jameson family pack. And it was three different little bottles of Jameson. And it was like, oh, that's nice. You like a little gift pack. Yeah, or they'll sell you like a bottle of vodka, but also two cups. Yeah. And a shaker, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, gift pack. That's a smart thing to make. They all suck, every one yeah. of them. But, you know. Yeah. And sometimes you get a piggy bank that looks like a bottle of Guinness, open or a can of Guinness, open that sucker up, and you got yourself a pair of Guinness pants. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, when, I did want to say this is also the time of year when you can deploy my favorite phrase, which is, that's a nice one. Yeah. And uh, that's a nice one is what you say when someone gets you a gift, and you don't 
and you just want to display gratitude, you say, oh, that's a nice one. Ooh, that's a really nice yeah, one. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard about these. Great. Yeah. Uh, no, I usually buy uh, flannels from Menards because I can't afford anything else. Uh, and they're all pieces of shit. But the one that you found, it's a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> but what you do, you always look at the seams. You look at the construction. You say, this is really good construction. It's a nice one. It's not one of those. Like, everything else is bullshit. All these gifts. You found the one nice gift out there that they were pushing on us for $14. Yeah. I mean, I have not shopped this week. We did, you know, something that happened this week that was interesting was we went out to a very fancy dinner and I went to the bathroom and they were playing animal noises in there. And I was like, well, I've never experienced this before. (laughs) This does seem like now you're going to have to get one of those installed on your bidet, I'm guessing. A noisemaker? It just seems like, like... What are rich people doing? That can can mean a lot of different things. Was it relaxing jungle noises or was it like two lions fighting each other to the death? No, (laughs) like National Geographic just in the background. No, it was like birds. Like, ooh, 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 monkeys monkeys in there. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But I was just standing in there and I was like, what? Because like, it's like, it was one of those restaurants where they hand you the menu and you have no idea what to do with it. Like, it's like just on a piece of paper and it's got like eight things and you're like, uh, like, how do I eat these things? Yeah, they always just, they will, <laughs> they'll write, they'll just put shit on there like you're supposed to know what it is. I know, it's fucking. It's silly. And you're like, no, you chose a weird ass fucking <laughs> ingredient. Tell me what it is. Yeah. Let's, no. let's just do some explaining here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because it's funny. Like, the aesthetic for some of the most fancy restaurants I've gone to is, like, really minimalist. And they'll hand you, like, a white piece of paper (laughs) with, like, nine things on it, a different... Like, no, like, real rhyme or reason to the prices. The things you think are adver- appetizers cost almost as much as the Not entrees. True. That wasn't true, actually. <clears throat> that, w- that was like, they gave us, there was three, there was three groupings of food, but there was nothing on it that said appetizers, entrees, or anything. It was just like, I guess you're supposed to, ass- I guess I'm supposed to assume because this stuff is all here and at the top that that's like the appetizers because it's in the seven to ten dollar range but it was all under assumption like you know i, I like I, I don't mind asking but i did and i just felt like an idiot she was it's like, like yeah yeah those are, that is what it is you did figure out the code yeah it's like it is like that whole menu at that place and, and I love the meal. The meal was so good. I, as is with any fancy restaurant, like, of course, the food's really good and stuff. But, like, it really does, like, fuck with my redneck head every time I sit down and try to figure out what I'm going to eat at one of these places. Where you're just like, this is, like, the menu. I'm used to, like, a menu that is either also a table mat or, like, is a book. With pictures of the things that I might be eating. <laughs> well, also they just do stuff like lime leaf vinaigrette, and you're like, "What does yeah. does Ken's Steakhouse make one of those, or is that <laughs> is that a flavor that I'm not sure what I'm getting into? I, I just eat the the other part of the lime. I never <laughs> ate the outer casings or any of the other shit. <laughs> Sorry, that's probably when I most feel like a rube when I'm in a restaurant like that. When you have to. I've Googled things before. Yeah. Oh yeah. I look at the menu and I I don't I don't know what that is. So I have to punch it in and see yeah, what I they're talking asking, about. What I do 
is I asked Brett what things are because he likes weird food, but even he didn't know some of this. Some of the stuff, I don't know. Like one of them, and one of them on it just said bib. And I was like, I, I guess that's bib lettuce they're referring to, but like they didn't even, they, either you know what bib is or not, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Of course it's lettuce. What else? It's not for babies. <laughs> <laughs> you don't bring out a bib because you're a baby. You like bib lettuce. They also pulled like the gnarliest move when we got there, like the coolest move in the world. There was like, like like half of more oh. than half of the tables were empty and they were like do you have a reservation and i said no i didn't see anywhere on the website to make one and they were like uh let me see if we can do she was something like for you. Yeah, let me see if we can do something for you and i was like there's i mean we could go right there as, as crickets chirp yeah i don't know if we can fit you in but yeah and also yeah so and so we found out that yeah um rich people don't have to listen to themselves fart and there's probably was a spray in there too. I was at a rich person's house recently that had a spray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poopery. Yes, poopery. My wife uh, told me yesterday. Actually, she didn't tell me this while we were there, but she had ordered a cocktail at this restaurant, and they had like they said it was like smoked uh, rosemary branch or something in it. And what? she was like, "Oh, what? that's interesting." And she ordered it and there was like a burnt piece of wood in it. <laughs> and she said, I didn't like the taste of it because it tasted like burnt wood in my drink. So I took it out and the drink still tasted like burnt wood. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, what are you, why am I paying $27 for you to burn wood? <laughs> well, there was, a, I remember that, I think I did tell this on the show when it happened, but it was a few years back. There was a new bar uh, right down by the convention center. And it was on another odd level. It was called Denmark, and it was all felt like Jürgen Schmerden, like Icelandic wild shit I've never known of. My wife asks for a seltzer water, and he goes, um, actually, we prepare our own seltzer water. And we're like, okay. I mean, what is that? I mean, are you like, you know, do you take like one of those <laughs> chimney flumes and like fill the water full of bubbles yourself? Like, I don't know how you're injecting that air in there. But he comes back. And it's like brown water with this thing on the bottom. And, she, and she's like, what is this? And he goes, oh, that is a piece of chinchoa bark. <laughs> oh, we placed it oh, in there. Of course. Like, oh, yes. Yes, chinchoa. Is that Thank how you. you. Get the chinchoa, does that like uh, activate in the water to create the bubbles? I don't know. I'm, I'm just an idiot that has never paid $12 for a water before. <laughs> so don't mind me. I just I drink out of the hose. Like It, it had me thinking a lot like about like, do rich people pretend to like things? They hate humans that are weird that regular people don't eat. Is, is that like that's all a lot of it? it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I ordered pasta. The food was good as fuck. It though. was so fucking good. I ordered pasta and it did have marinara sauce in it, but it also had black garlic and it had like some kind of leaf in it. And like, uh, it was delicious, but it really tasted like spaghetti. You know what I mean? It was like, just spaghetti? <laughs> yeah, black garlic doesn't seem to taste any different than regular garlic. They ran all around the world to get the ingredients <laughs> together to make spaghetti. <laughs> really good spaghetti. Though. Good spaghetti. Cavatappi, actually. Yeah. That's what it was. Cavatelli. Cavatelli, cavatappi, whatever it's called. It was that just was, like... That's the, uh, one that's of the, the pasta. One of the entrees was a bowl of pumpkin and pumpkin. seeds. Like it, 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 it was like, and it was delicious. It was one of the best, like entrees I've ever had. But it really was just a bowl of seeds with pumpkin in it. It was good. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. I was I, 
how is the pumpkin prepared? Is it? It's not just raw pumpkin pulp, no, right? No, like what? No, uh, no, it's no like roasted or okay. something. Well, it had to sear everything. It's a vegetarian. Right? What happened was my idea of gifts. I think I've said this on the show before, but I guess this is a good way to uh, articulate like what I think of when I think of gifts and parties and surprises and shit for people. And what it is is, I pick something that I would hate to do and then i go do it with him so then it's like he suffered also like not only do i love this vegetarian meal but brian suffered you you being a you being a good sport is part of the gift (laughs) yeah it works every time i'll just give you something i gave my wife a heated blanket for her birthday and i was like i just want to tell you heated blankets are shit they got those wires running through them and it's just like i don't know why you like them but i got it for you you know yeah and it's like, oh, Brian hated buying this heated blanket. So this is even more special because he was miserable when mm, he did it. The contrast adds that <laughs> yeah. extra oomph. They do suck, by the way. If you're a listener and you you are a heated blanket fanatic, I like them. I just, those wires, it's just, it's like fucking, the, it's like covering yourself in wires. It's just horrible. We don't feeling. go direct skin to skin on it. Like, you don't go directly onto the heating blanket. I mean, you can, there's a sheet you can put in yeah. between you. Oh, not my wife. Heated blankets the bottom layer for her. Oh, she sleeps on top of it? No, what she does is I make the bed, right? Every day when I wake up, I make the bed. And I take all the stuff off. And then I put her heated blanket on her half of the bed. Okay. And then I put the sheet and then the comforter. And then I fold it down and then put the pillows on. And then now at the end of the night, I can crawl into my cold side with a fan on it and she can climb into her warm side with a heated blanket. Now she has a heated blanket for the living room, which I keep at 58 degrees, and the bedroom, which I put on my blanket. Always hot in the bedroom, you know. Oh, we one of the things I really wanted to get you this year and and, and your birthday's in February is a car blanket. Like I've noticed that there's a lot of car blankets now that you can like plug into the uh, outlet in wow, the car. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and I was just like, Brett would love this when he's driving with me and I'm trying to stay awake and I <laughs> make it very cold in the car. Yeah, it's hard to regulate. Yeah, yeah. It's going to snow on my way home tonight. Not yeah, it's going to be about that. Real, real bummer. It's fucking December. You know, everybody wants it to snow, but I don't want it to snow. Uh, so, uh, Josh, any uh, Christmas bonuses uh, or anything like that? I was thinking about this before I came over when I realized what the show was going to be about, and I don't really have any interesting stories like that. I have Christmas party stories, but it's mostly like uh, drinking too much and waking up on my living room floor not remembering how I got there. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, I just like I've seen a few bonuses. I think we the the shitty thing is that we have to move. So like uh we're not going to be here next week when we would be able to traditionally do the Christmas bonus show. But like uh I saw a guy got two glasses and I was like with the name of the company on them and it's like, "Oh, that sucks." You know? This <laughs> is like I mean, and that's like a, a sort of a top level gift. It's like I wanna start ranking these shitty gifts and the only good one is hundred dollar bonus. Hundred dollar or more bonus. There's no well, other good I've ones. seen a few uh, there's been a few people that have been advertising their bonuses, like that's been their thing. One of the sticker companies I work with is like we gave a thousand dollars to every single person that works with us right works on. for us. 
Yes, every single one. Like that's, that's like right. their marketing campaign. Did you see the um did you see the thing where it was like a real estate type company and they read their bonus and it basically worked out to fifty thousand dollars for each employee and it was like holy it shit. was based upon how how long you had been there and oh, i think so yeah the people at the bottom obviously got nothing <laughs> well i mean i think everybody got hooked up uh but the people that were there the longest got like a fucking ridiculous amount of money <laughs> yeah it just it's just what like the, one of those shitty things where it's like just split it all evenly mm. I think yeah. you should. I don't think the people at the bottom should get less than the people at the top. If your ass just got Christmas. here, if your ass just got here, even unions believe in seniority. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I that's one of the things I don't like. I get rid of it. Yeah, mm. I, actually, I talked mm. to somebody about that because I was like, kind of like saying, I, I, I was like, I think it builds antagonism between new union members and old union members, and the person really turned me around on it by saying, but yeah, one day you become an old union yeah. member. And then it's better. So it's kind of like what it's like when when you're a kid and your parents are able to tell you what to do and then they don't have to tell you what to do anymore and then they get old and you tell them what to do. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got some calls. Is the phone working? Yeah, the phones were popping. Yeah, the largest bonus they handed out was a quarter million dollars, actually. Jeez, at that real that estate place. They didn't even fucking need it. It does so, but right, they did that, fall in line. The smallest amount was one hundred dollars, which you said was the number, the top, the least shittiest bonus gift is just one hundred dollars straight, right? I mean, like if we're ranking the types of bonuses that our listeners get, right? Like getting a hundred to two hundred dollars is a huge fucking deal because so many of the bonuses that people get when they call into this show are like coupons. Or fucking Walmart, like twenty dollar oh, yeah. Walmart gift cards and shit like that, and it's just like we bought everybody entertainment books. Yeah, yeah. to my be my wife got my wife just told me this. I didn't even know about this, but for like the past five years, her work gave her a twenty dollar Walmart gift card, and she would just give it to her fucking sister for Christmas. Like yeah, like, yeah, like pointless. We don't have a Walmart by us. <laughs> yeah, we used to get those. Uh, those are always good to hand to regift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm getting my in-laws a fucking grocery store gift card, and it's like something about that is like a little bit sad to me. But I'm I'm gonna get it for them. They asked for two things: as for a grocery store gift card and uh, <laughs> K cups. Okay. <laughs> Well, K-Cups are always on sale. They're always blowing those things out. There's pallets full of those I every single year. My wife was like, they want K-Cups. And I, like, couldn't stop laughing about somebody asking for K-Cups for Christmas That's in like, 2019. They should be fucking illegal by now. Yeah. That's almost like groceries. That's like... <laughs> Can you give me a gallon of milk for Christmas? Yes, that's what but it is. Shouldn't Starbucks be illegal though? Because it's a larger version of the K cup. Every it's the same. I mean, it's the same. It's more waste. They do encourage you to bring your own cup at Starbucks. Nobody does, but they do encourage it. They they will give you like money off your coffee, and they will like sell the cups for one dollar and shit like that. A lot of times, like they sort of try. And sometimes when you drink coffee in a coffee shop. They do put it in a glass cup. No, I don't know that, if that Starbucks does when you sit there. But like, I think that I think that like K cups are. I, I mean, probably not as big of a problem as they used to be because the coffee tastes like shit and nobody wants them. Yeah. But like, God, they're just gratuitous. They I were, guess is how I feel. 
K-Cups, I mean, that Keurig was just amazing. For whatever fucking idiot came up with that, I mean, they have five houses, I'm sure. But it was just not anything that anybody wanted or needed, but can be pumped out. It's just a hot water machine. It's just a hot... It's just a little water heater that pumps it into a plastic cup. I fucking got one right when they fucking came out, dude. I owned a fucking Keurig. Our fucking office. When our office... That some son of a bitch came in and convinced the office to switch to Keurigs. And I was like, this is crazy. We're not going to do this. No way am I going to deal with this every single day. It's truly the worst coffee you can have with the maximum amount of waste is what it really is. You know, which, you know, my my in-laws are conservatives, so. They love waste. They, they love wasting. They, they just fucking, they love global warming or they love climate change and they love wasting so it may like it probably it works every time they make two k cups in the morning they probably throw it in the trash and go eat it libs you right. know and maybe it makes them feel real good yeah <laughs> my fucking grandchildren are gonna live in a big pile of plastic trash <laughs> <laughs> all right racy who's on these calls uh-huh all right we're gonna open it up we've got a full queue right now Right People on. are clamoring to get in here. Well, we want that. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Wait, is it me? It is you. Who's this? Oh, my gosh. Wow, I'm the first caller. This is fucked up. All right, I'm a little drunk, so forgive me. That's my name okay. is Heather. It's very nice to talk to you guys. Thank How's you. Going? Hey, uh, don't be nervous because you're drunk. I ate a little bit of shrooms before I came in here, so... That's really cool. I've never done shrooms. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, I, I, you know, know you guys like to get fucked up. I've been listening to the podcast for like a couple months now. All coworkers got me into it. Um, I don't really have a Christmas bonus story, though. It's the only thing. I, I was going to call in with a specific story. Well, I do have a story about how I was kind of like cheated out of a Christmas bonus that I could have gotten this year. What? How did um, that happen? So I've been working for this grocery store um, for like a year and a half now. And I won't say the name of the store, but it's where shopping is a pleasure. Um, <laughs> and so you can work there part-time for like up to 40 hours a week. No overtime, obviously. But like you're still part-time, so you're not guaranteed any hours. And like basically you like you, you bust your ass or whatever, and then you get hired as full-time, and you're like guaranteed a certain amount of hours. You get like sick leave, vacation, whatever, uh, health insurance. But like you have to be hired at a certain date to get those benefits. So, like, I had to call out sick a couple of weeks ago because um, I was too hungover and I couldn't stop throwing up. And I went in and my managers were like, oh, we can put that in as a sick day for you because you're full-time. And I was like, yeah, but I don't think I have any sick hours. And they were like, oh, well, you were hired as full-time on, like, October 1st. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And, like, the cutoff for if you get benefits for a calendar year is, is September 31st. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. That can't be good. And so they were like, oh, you were hired after that. Um, or, or, or you were hired before that, so you get benefits. Because, like, when they took me in the office and they were like, oh, we are, um, we're giving you full time. Happy September 23rd. Um, you get this, this, and this. But they didn't put the paperwork in until after the deadline. Um so I don't have, I have to wait until like another full calendar year until I get any paid time off or, uh, or vacation or whatever. What Shit. the fuck? Um, and the thing, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, so those... like brought me and sat me down, had the meeting. It's like the day before my birthday. They're like, okay, congratulations, you get full time. But it didn't go through until after the cutoff. So like, yeah, so now I have no vacation time or sick time. And I would have gotten like an eight hour, like holiday, like eight, 
like hours of holiday bonus time or something at Christmas. Um, but I don't get that. I um because but they but they did um uh how you should lie to me about that. Um so I, I, you know I was confused and I was like oh it's probably my fault I probably didn't you know read this correctly or whatever. It's like oh no they just like got their weeks mixed up and uh <sighs> um now I like won't have any uh time off for like another year. Isn't that crazy? Have, have you tried pushing back at all? Have you tried talking to somebody else about addressing it? There's not anything that I already talked to like my store manager about it and everything. Um, Shit. And then, yeah, I, that was like when you were hired at. So I was like, you, you can't really do anything about that. And I was like, oh, okay, well. Did they say, uh, did they say, ah, oh, I, I, that really sucks. You know? I love it when they do it, that. I do too. love when they do that. No, like, they did nice the whole one. like, oh, they did the whole like, oh, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll double check that. And then, um, and then, um, uh, you know, um, come see me and then, um, I'll look into it and then I'll, we'll get this all sorted, sorted out or whatever. But then they don't really, um, do any sort of looking into it um, yeah. whatsoever. They stop, I don't um, thinking about it the second you leave the room. Yeah, I, I do want. Yeah, I want to. I don't want to tell. They really don't tell people to give up or anything. But this also seems like a circumstance is that like the more you pursue it, the more likely they're just going to find a reason to fire you before you ever get any time off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, there's there's a. Uh, I don't want to fuck around and get fired or anything. I also don't think like any of my managers listen to this or whatever. There's definitely like a culture of uh not. Fear, no, I guess, but like don't no, stir the pot. You know, it's like any job, I guess. Yeah, so. that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to hear I'm this. Just, I'm just working. I'm, right. I'm just saying you could. Um, I mean, you could try calling the boss of the boss. I mean, you have total reason to say to get like what you deserve, and and like the managers are covering their own asses and protecting themselves on this. I I would be surprised if this wasn't just an intentional unspoken store policy to. Just sit on that stuff until the cutoff date. That makes sense too. That would be my guess. So, if, I mean, if you escalate it, Somebody, you're probably just going to be talking to the person that told your boss to not file that stuff. I mean, how do you work a whole year without any days off? Can you yeah. take? Uh, can you take well, unpaid days? You can. Oh, you can take unpaid days for sure. Okay. Um, and and I have, you know, but like anytime you call out sick or whatever, it's like, oh, that's an unpaid day off. But um, like. You none of your hours work count until your hired is full. Like you accumulate hours or whatever, like any other job. It's like oh, you work a certain amount of hours, you get this many vacation hours. But only full time hours count. So I worked for this place for like a year and a month, and then all of my hours that I worked didn't count towards um, any of the stuff that I would um, potentially be be getting now. I think um, it's so frustrating. The the distinction between really part time and, and like, full time. I'm doing a bad job explaining it. No, I get it. Bad job of explaining it to me, and then I sound like a like a fucking insane person. No, I fucking get uh, when it. I, I get try it. to be like, I don't even know how to deal with them screwing it because they could pull out some paper and be like, oh well, uh, you know, it's actually this, and I would be like, oh shit, and and then I feel like an idiot, you know. Yeah, but, there's um, not a lot of protections there, and uh, yeah, I I totally understand. That is uh that is a tough space to be in. That's I've been there space. with that human resources thing where you're just like, I don't even like, I don't. Should I go try to fucking explain myself? Because it seems like they're just and like tell I've never worked a for a rule. You know? Like, a, like yeah, like I don't know what the um. I've never worked for like a, a big comp. It's all been like um you know small businesses or whatever, like chain restaurants that were like a front for money laundering. But I was <laughs> just worked there, and it was very much so like 
So so now I'm here and it's like, oh, you you can go to this person, this person. It's like, wait, what? They're just, you know, it's they're, they're giving me whiplash with all this other crazy stuff I have to deal with. I'm just used to being like, oh, I'll, uh, you know, there's seven people that work for this company. I'll just talk to like the one guy, uh, you know, who's the manager who's my friend or whatever. <laughs> yeah. When we talked about, when we talked about, uh, we, when we originally like coined the term small business tyrant, it was because me and Brett were talking about how like people who work at small businesses, uh, have direct access to the ownership and the people, which, uh, means that they can punish you. I mean, like it sucks because they have, have their win. eye on you. But working at a big company means that there is like just a big, vague, like uh machine that you have no idea how to confront any of your issues, and everything seems like immovable. You know, if that makes it's sense. It's really scary. I I feel like I work in the um. I don't know. It's like fucking brazil or something like i got written up for a bullshit reason the other week which is it was really wild but they sat me down they're like um yeah you have to um like make sure that you're washing your dishes the right way because they're pulling cameras and i was Fuck. like who's pulling cameras and they're like well we're just trying to hold everyone account they're like I, my manager will take me aside and say this crazy so like they're pulling cameras and it's like number one Who's pulling cameras? Number two. <laughs> That's a, I love that You're term. You're gonna look up security footage of me doing my dishes fast. <laughs> <laughs> that is a no way, shitty. So you could write me up so I won't get a rate like a twenty-five cent raise in six months or whatever the fuck. That <laughs> is like, that is a phrase to bully people. Like that is a phrase to just say nuts. like you that better is... be afraid. You better be fucking I afraid. Actually, They're pulling cameras. You I, you can't say shit. Doesn't matter what the paperwork says. Doesn't matter what Samantha <laughs> says. And they're pulling cameras. I have a story about that actually. Like I know a person who was working at a place that was told like, stop drinking on a the job. They're looking at camera footage and they were like, ah, they're not really looking at it. And then the motherfuckers fired them cause they yeah. fucking looked at camera footage and caught them drinking on the job. And it's like, uh, they gave, like he was pulled aside before it happened and said like, they're going to be looking at camera footage of you drinking on the job. And he was just like, there's no fucking way they're going to do that. That's like such a pointless thing to fucking do. You'd have to sift through all that time of me working and stuff like that. But and then it ended up happening. Paying someone to sit there and look through all of it. And you never fucking know. I feel like, that's yeah. why I'm like. It's always like these veiled, it's not veiled. They're real. It's always these threats. There's always these threat, like, uh, the best example of it is when you get a job at, like, a grocery store or something, and, uh, somebody, they say, we got cameras in here, they can read the date on a dime, you know, just to let you know that they can see literally <laughs> everything you do, and you're supposed to just be like, okay, well, I guess now I feel like I'm in prison instead of work, <laughs> but, <laughs> and they're, uh, they're also, like, big corporations, Especially ones where you have to clock in and out are so strict on breaks. It's not, I yeah I I have gotten um I'm allowed to get four late in a six month period of time. Um, what's late? This will be my last ramble about the job before late. Oh, wouldn't you like to hear it? Late is four minutes after the time you're allowed to clock in. <sighs> so I have seven. to be there at five in the morning. If I punch in at five oh four, then I am late. And that's the same as being like 30, 40 minutes late or whatever. Woo. Um, that should be seven. What seven happens? minutes is the, the it real be like, break. It's like, like five, a nice round number or something. <laughs> well, and five, they, like, 
some psycho that is like running the company thinks five minutes late is unacceptable is it that's exactly what it is is they're like five minutes actually means late and i'm tired i don't want this shit happening that's just one fucking crazy person's like thing in their mind that they if somebody makes them wait five minutes then they're pissed off you know it's crazy though because i always in, i stay every day pretty much i always have to cut time or whatever so i don't go into overtime I stay like 15, 20 minutes late at that job like every day. And it's just like the most striking thing is they're always yelling at me like, oh, you clocked in at like 10 or 4, you're supposed to be here at 10. <sighs> but you're making me like 30 minutes late to my own life when I leave this place uh, every single day. Let me ask. But then they shit down my throat when I'm like, hey, my car broke down and I had to take a bus here. And even though it's a 20 minute drive, it's like a two and a half hour bus ride or whatever from my house. And they're oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, but like, we expect you to take ownership of like the time that you clock in and like some crazy bullshit like that. Yeah, four minutes. Yeah. Um, and my, if you get, I usually have good for a couple no, go times at least. What I normally did on those situations is I would forget to clock in. Like when even you yeah. like if you get there five minutes late, you just don't clock in, and then when you see your boss, you're like, oh shit, I forgot to clock in. I was here on time though. Don't you check. know what? I'm gonna have to use that actually. I'm surprised I haven't done it before. I'm just really nervous, and most of the time, like, I smoke a little weed before I go in there. And so, what my first 30 minutes of work always start off with be- me being like insanely afraid to talk to anyone <laughs> when well, I enter because I, I like need to be so calm when I enter there. Yeah, it's it's really nuts. Well, let me tell um, you. Let me give you some advice then. As a person that's high all the time, if you're high all the time, people just think you're like that all the time. They're <laughs> like, you're not yeah. acting any different than you normally are. Like, you have like it does seem in your own mind you can cook up a reason why someone would know that you're high. But if you're always acting like that, people, uh, people, some people are surprised. I literally have people have been shocked. I've told li- like friends that I've been friends with for years that I like smoking weed and all the time, and they're like. Really? I had no clue. I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get used to it. Wow. Well, I mean, that's pretty solid logic. Um, I'm good for that. But, you know, you can't stop that paranoia after a certain point. Oh, yeah, I know. But, I get um, it. I get it. I was always like that. Anytime I had a job that I was going to on drugs, every time I was just like, Whew, I'm, they gotta know, you know, they're probably looking at my eyes right now. I'm just a high level. Yeah. I just like a, that level of intensity sometimes. Like, I'm just like, I got to keep this together. I never was a guy mm-hmm. that got stoned. You got to focus. I never got stoned at work, really. I wasn't like that kind of guy. I just, I get too weird when I get high anyway. It's like, and I don't want to hold it up every day. And I have weird, strict rules about when I can smoke weed. So, Yeah, I would say being super hammered was the most uh, really wasted. It's probably the worst I've done at my job. Like that was like doing the donut job mm-hmm. when I had to be there three in the four in the morning. You worked in a donut shop? Yeah, really? yeah. For a few years. Oh, wow. And uh, Damn, I'd... Much respect to you. That was my job before this. So I was actually... Very smart about it. Like I was doing it because we needed money and I didn't really push it. But there would just be times when it's like, ah, I'm not going to take a nap. I'm not going to go to bed. I'm not going to go to bed at eight tonight to get like four or five hours of sleep. I'm going to go out and hang out and then go directly to work. 
and I would be like trashed at work. And it would just like, once you do that stumble walk in front of somebody, you'd just feel so embarrassed. You know, like once you like, or like reach out to, to grab something cause you feel like you're about to fall over. Or like just it's my- It's pretty my, hard to recover from that. My skills were so, and like, I don't know, I was just so off, but I powered through it. But everybody just laughed. I mean, that was the thing too, is everybody thought it was hilarious. Cause the next day they were just like, I bet you won't come in that drunk anymore. Cause like they didn't, they knew what was going on, but they were just like, well, as long as some donuts come down the pipeline, it'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a regular occurrence, you know, I came in tripping at Chuck E. Cheese once still from the night before that place. And my boss was like, uh, Hey, drink some coffee. You seem a little weird. And I was like, mm, this ain't the kind of weird that coffee <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese is too loud and too colorful. Yeah. Right. I wasn't planning to be tripping there. I took it at night. I think, I, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I think that I do prefer loud, loud, high uh, intensity environments because when everything slows down, that's when you're like stuck with yourself. And that's when you like really, I feel like start to flip. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Um, I'm gonna have to call in again and tell you the story I, I want to tell. But um, thank you guys for listening to me. Thanks. Um, hey. And it, all this. Yeah, we appreciate the input. Yeah, you know, you did a great job. You said you didn't have a story at all, and you cracked open a whole fucking bullshit thing that's going on in this country with part-time and full-time well, work. Thank you. I fucking hate the part-time um, full-time designation. I do. I I want to outlaw that. Absolutely. I mean, it's um, it's it's one of those things where we everybody knows somebody being affected by it, and uh, the only option that they offer for us is, uh, well, you know, that just is going to put a fire under your ass to try to figure out how to get a full time job. You know, like that's all that's all they're doing. You know, they're not saying like these companies are unwilling to have employees anymore, you know, people at, I, I've been listening for years about people at target fighting to get hours and shit from each other, you know, yeah. and not being allowed to, or being told to clock out. Uh, all right. Ready for this next call? Yeah. 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 Thanks for calling street fight. How's it going? Happy Honda days. Hey, Happy Honda days. Happy Toyota December Bye. to remember sales event. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, Caleb, the Raptor guy. What's up? We oh, haven't Caleb. talked to you in a What's long up, time, dude? Caleb. How are the Raptors? Yeah. What was that? How are the Raptors? Raptors are good. Right now, I'm spending my time working for UPS in California. So I had there, I, I had some insane shit happened on Friday that I can talk about in a second, but. Yeah, you know, California. It's like 60 to 70 degrees out during the day when the sun's out here. So there's raptors everywhere. Man, you get uh, around everywhere. Weren't you on the East Coast, like, earlier this year? Yeah, it's like when I came through the studio, it's coming up on a year ago. Because I, like, came, I was going to Delaware for a job. And then I fucking went to Oregon for a job and then to Idaho. And now I'm in California. Is all over the fucking place this year. Caleb, did we send some of the wayward youth to listen to this show to learn something from you? Could they, like, could you take them on as apprentice and they could study under your tutelage to learn how to travel the country and do science? <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty tight. Huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna call. I'm gonna call on you on that for that project someday. All right. Cool. That's yeah, like how's UPS? Is it thing, mandatory I, overtime? 
So the thing with UPS, I'm a seasonal helper, which, you know, it fits when you're just a guy who wants to be outside while you're working. It's, you know, you're, you're riding around the neighborhoods. So the neighborhoods I've been in, there's this place in the city. It's like in California, a small city is a city of like 150,000 people. And that's how big the city I'm in right now. It's Chico, California, which is where that giant fire was last year called Campfire that like destroyed that city of paradise. That, you know, when Trump came here, he said we've got to rake the forest floor more like they do in Finland, which was pretty <laughs> honestly like, you know, just like, oh, the emperor has no clothes. This is kind of funny. <laughs> Anyways, um, so UPS, I'm on this route and there's a couple UPS drivers in the Facebook group, so they're they're going to be all about this. Thing on this route, find this place called the gate. You got You need a key code to get in, and this is really upscale. Every single house is worth millions of dollars, and it's centered around a golf course. And it's like this beautiful canyon habitat that's just been completely hollowed out by you know you know um the golf course which is like short grass and then lawns which is like medium grass and then a bunch of fucking introduced tree species and stuff so, so ecologic nightmare so uh you're are you driving like an auxiliary van then are you like driving a package van type deal i'm riding shotgun on one of the big brown trucks got it that's cool that's like driving in a fire truck that sounds awesome I know it you sucks ass, left turns. but as a child, I would I would love to like beep the horn or horn or something, you know. There's no left horn. turns. You, yeah, I was about to say beep the horn, beep the hey, horn, beep the horn, boss. Hey, Mister Brown, beep the <laughs> horn. <laughs> but you you can't you can only turn one way in those things because they have like some they tell you where to go. I always I don't like that. You know, they plot your route for you <laughs> to, and how you go. I'm sorry, what was that? So every driver's got one of these things called a dyad, and it's just like this increasing, increasingly sophisticated piece of technology that tracks every single movement via GPS, tracks how much they back up, tra- tracks how often certain doors are open in the truck. So it's like yeah. Big Brother's watching you work. Well, then it's in the and name, dyad. It adds more death to your life, more stress, <laughs> more trouble, more woe. It's dyad. It's, it's extra... <laughs> Death addition to this horrible job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Die. So I'm right. I'm riding shotgun in the truck in this really ritzy neighborhood entitled, you know, Tony Soprano ass motherfuckers all over the place. And up this past Friday, there's a driveway that's like really narrow and it goes downhill and it turns. Because it's got to be, you know, secretive. Rich people don't like their houses being stared at, but, but it's still huge and elegant. It doesn't make sense. But it's it, it, like when you have a package and you got to go down the driveway and come back, if you run, it takes like four minutes. So you still, so the driver, he pulls up. He, so these trucks are kind of big and he pulls up and he's like a foot, his two passenger side tires are like a foot on this guy's driveway who we just delivered a package to. I just ran to this guy's front door and uh, um, dropped the package, saw his wife and everything. And I ran back to the truck and then he comes out, he sees a park a foot on his driveway and he yells 
at me. He's like, hey, hey. I turned my head. He's like, can you move your truck off my driveway? And I was like, okay. I ran up to my, I then my driver was sorting in the back looking for the next stop or whatever. And I told him, hey, this guy wants to talk to you. He wants you to move your truck. Because I was about to be gone for five minutes. So he gives me the package I need. I run. And in the time, in the time I was gone, this guy had come up to the truck and was like taking steps up into the truck and like threatening him and like swearing at him and stuff and like started taking pictures of the driver because he wouldn't direct, he didn't immediately and directly comply to like the customer's request moving his truck a foot off the pavement and he just blew up. He went from zero to a hundred like immediately. He like swore at me, he swore at the driver, he called the driver a fucking asshole and it wow. was all for parking foot on his driveway and like I saw him, he took a picture of me and it was it's like, whoa, it just demonstrates, like, a fundamental lack of understanding of, like, the clockwork of Christmas is made by these logistics companies like FedEx, uh, UPS, and uh, OnTrack. And then there's so much, like, weird Orwellian shit going on with all those companies that's just crazy. Can I please cut in here and defend... The rich person, because everybody knows that a driveway only has a certain amount of times a tire can touch it. And like you took one of the times that tires can touch his driveway away from him. And now he's going to have to spend money to get it repaved one time earlier than he was originally going to have to. Also, I'll say this. If we get rich, I'm going to buy a huge house that everybody can see. And then I'm gonna make a big sign that says this is Brian's house up above it. So everybody knows that I'm rich and I have the biggest house. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all. You know, I just this is like my dream is to teach is to show everybody who doubted me that uh I'm great. And uh that's the way to do it. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I had the same thing about driveways with with like uh with the cable truck. Really, it, it, it like people really have like a huge attachment to their driveway for some reason, and uh, they will make you they will make you park hundred yards well, away. It is an opportunity for them to um do to have their actions backed by a legal contract. True, right? True. Yeah, like that's just an opportunity for them to be an asshole. They're just taking it out on you. I mean, honestly, I mean, and, yeah, I don't know how much in trouble you can get for this, but uh, I would have wrote that motherfucker's address down. I would, oh, I would have saved that for five years later. <laughs> but what I'm saying, yeah, because there were times when you, when you work for the cable company, like sometimes you got to go in somebody's backyard that isn't being serviced so you can get to the uh, stuff, right? Like, and it's legal. You're allowed to do that. There is an easement, you know, and you're allowed to, in between houses, there is a section that I don't know how big it is or whatever. It's just a few feet, but that's nobody's property. Yeah. You know? And uh, sometimes it would just be like, this driveway is really fucking long. It's the middle of the fucking day. Nobody's coming here. I'll just fucking park here. 
I'll walk up to the back and grab it, and I would come back, and there would just be some aggressive-ass motherfucker standing next to my van in a driveway just waiting for me to yell at me. Not going anywhere, just mad because if he wanted to go somewhere or park there, he couldn't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's it's crazy. Property yeah, rights no, suck. Yeah, no, no understanding of like, hey, I, I love having internet and electricity, and I like having... I love having the opportunity to drunkenly order an avocado slicer and have you bring it to my house with six hours later, you know, yeah. I like that. So I'm going to yeah. give up one use on my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> one use. I mean, just one on. use. It's just, just a little stretch. It's just a stress test. Yeah. I mean, come on people with their driveway. Fuck your driveway. Yeah. Like, you know how many people drive on a freeway every day? That doesn't need any driveways are fucking dumb. I fucking hate driveway. And now I'm mad about driveway. I'm pro driveway because I'm anti-parking on the street. I actually decided this week that no more parking on the street at all, ever. At Where all. you park then? You get one vehicle that you put in your driveway. <laughs> there are a lot. Brett was complaining about this, and it's rightfully so. There are a lot of people in my neighborhood who have driveways that just park in the street for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it is sort of frustrating when you want to have visitors over. <laughs> But uh that is a wild story, Caleb. And 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 uh are you still doing any of the raptor stuff though, man? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm just doing this for a couple of months. Before this, I spent like three months right outside of Boise, Idaho, like doing nothing but trap raptors. And that was pretty sick. That sounds dope. Boise is a Boise, Idaho cool. Should we go there sometime? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what like the listenership is, Boise. I'd be interested in knowing. I think there's, I think there's a couple of folks that live in Boise that listen to we, the show. We'll just throw uh, a private party. We won't, we won't call it a show. We'll throw a private party in Boise, Boise, Idaho. Just you know, a dozen of our closest listener and friends. I want to fucking go to places like that. But it, you're right. I mean, Brett was saying this to somebody yesterday. It's just like it's just like. We don't have the base in places like that, but it's like, I do want to fucking stand on stage in Jackson Hole, Wyoming and perform, you know what I mean? Or Missoula, Montana. Like, I want to do that stuff because it just feels like, huh? The interior was, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you don't, those places, like, like we have been trying for probably two years to do Salt Lake City. And we cannot figure out how to route it in a tour. Like it's the most, but it's in the most impossible location. <laughs> if Street Fight ever does a festival, we'll do it in Salt Lake City. I'm kidding. That's definitely not where we're gonna do it. But it would be like the only way we could ever go there. You know. Do it in Western Colorado. I didn't like Colorado last time I was there, and I hate to say it, and it makes me feel bad, but uh, it felt like the audience hated us, and uh, it, it was just, like, I I just felt, I, I like, maybe we weren't as good as usual. We were, like, that was the first show on the tour or something, but it felt like the audience hated us there last time, and I was like, oh, Colorado, you really let me down here. I feel bad now, you know? I felt, I felt bad when I left that venue. <laughs> I'll be honest about how I felt and then people like apologizing to me later on. Like, it's like, I, you don't have to apologize, man. That's how you was feeling. Hey, you weren't feeling rowdy that night and it's okay. It was a Sunday night, you know, that's fine. 
Oh. Yeah. It's on us, too. I'm not rowdy sometimes. It's definitely you know? our fault as well. Sometimes, you know, you yeah, can't... Yeah, me, me and Brett are rowdy as hell all, most of the time, but there's 10% of the time where we aren't rowdy at all. And me and Brett horse We're around like enough. nobody's business, you know? Brett, let's, next tour, let's just do it like a grappling match for like four minutes of the set. Okay. See, see which one of us is stronger. Let's have a test of strength. Okay. I want to do that. I want to see which one of me... I want to see if I'm stronger than Brett. I think. Like, okay. wouldn't that be cool? Caleb, who do you think stronger? Mm, I don't know. Don't, don't you, like, lift and, like, go to the gym frequently, Brett? Yeah, I, but I haven't been. I haven't been recently. I felt that tour, touring, okay. tour life really fucked me up. Exo tour life. Mm, uh, ooh. If it's like sumo style, Brian's gonna have an advantage. Yeah, I uh, I'm not. I mean, I I've always been a slight of frame for a dude, and uh, weight and height is usually what decides uh, strength. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Because like when I was small, nobody would ever ask me to do anything, and now that I'm big, they're like, "Hey, can you help me move the couch?" And it's like, motherfucker. Well, I can move the couch. <laughs> but if I have to do an arm wrestling or fucking shoving. I couldn't beat you in arm wrestling. I 100% could not okay. beat you in arm well, wrestling. Well, then maybe. I don't know. Though. I have never won an arm wrestling match in my entire life. Okay. I have been in many arm wrestling matches because I've had a lot of I don't want, I don't redneck want... friends. And I have never won one. Yeah. So I don't want toxic masculinity to poison this show. That's true. Why? I, I mean, what if I? What do you mean fighting though? Then what do you mean a fight? Like we'll just lift things. Oh, I but I actually do that, so that's probably not the best thing. Well, I, I do it too sometimes. Like there's never been anything where I've been like I'm afraid I can't lift that. You know what I mean? Okay. That's just me, strong guy. Then you haven't tried hard enough because I've actually went to the limit. You've went to the limit? Yeah, I've tried to lift stuff I'm too, I can't lift. Yeah, that's what weights are. Caleb, what's the heaviest box on your truck? Good question. Probably, because you have to kind of base it off like density. Like the big dense ones really suck. And that'd be something like, some people just have fucking generators brought to their houses. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know how things are based off your reaction. Fucking insane. So, you, you know, we have like a hand truck. We use for that shit sometimes, but sometimes it's just like the only thing and the driveway's kind of short. So it's like, fuck it. I, I don't want to, I lift. So it's like, you just, if, if my arms are long enough to do corner to corner, I can usually carry it just fine. But if it's just it. But yeah, yeah you got to get the answer. But the, yeah, generators are probably like the heaviest. Oh, generators. biggest. That's like an engine, right? That's, that's yeah, just it's like, a, you just, somebody throws engine. an engine in a box and you gotta carry it. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, they're, 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 yeah, they're over like 100 pounds probably. You probably deliver some treadmills and shit too, right? Yeah, fold it up. They're kind of nuts. Pelotons. I haven't delivered any like or anything yet. I ha- I, well, at least I don't think I have. Maybe I have, but if I have, the box is discreet. Because... Because those fucking bow flexes got to get to the house somehow. You know what I mean? Solo flex has to... Oh, yeah. It doesn't drive itself there, you know? I don't know. Maybe me and yeah. Brett can load a truck one day. 
They just set two trucks next to each other and a bunch of boxes of varying weights. And yeah, see who loads a truck. I'm about to move. I'll cha- I'll challenge you to move my house. <laughs> I'll challenge you to move my house faster than me. Mm, I That's don't know. I'll I'm gonna you. move your. I'll I'll help move the big. I'm a I'm I'm big on helping move the big stuff so that I don't have to make many trips. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Caleb. We miss you. Call back and yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to help carry your couch. The couch is, yeah, the couch is nothing. It's cheap as fucking shit. Ikea garbage. Yeah. People, um, can I say this? Uh, a lot of kindness out there for my take on inflatables. I, I kind of thought people would get mad at me a little bit. Ooh. But it's not classist because those things are super fucking expensive. No, they're cheap, too. I thought they were expensive. Well, they're also 988. I oh, mean, they make them for nine. Okay, the big ones are one sixty. But yeah, I mean, Aldi has them for all the ones I've got are twelve ninety eight from Aldi. Yeah, but when I was talking about like the the, the sure the big ones, huge minions guys and shit like yeah. that, that people rich people put in someone's their yard, got and that's it. The Yukon you know? Cornelius and all the misfit yeah. toys. That's a yeah, that's a two hundred dollar inflatable. Yeah, and I, and I thought like people would be like, but what about what if people don't have time? And it's like you don't have to decorate. It's you, not. But I will say this. When I was looking for stories for that podcast, for Wednesday's show, I was specifically looking for war on Christmas stories. And one of the things I saw was that Columbus, Ohio, the state house was bragging because they have a nativity scene. And, you know, some places they're like, no, you can't have a nativity yeah, scene. It's we like only do baphomets. Yeah, <laughs> this is this whole fucking thing. And so I, they said it's on the West Lawn. Of the state house. I walk by the state house almost every day when I'm on my long rambles, right? I went looking for it and I found it. And it's this in in the scale of this huge state house, and it's smaller than so I could you could fit it on the patio of a studio apartment. Like it is the most I was almost like because I don't care about the nativity. Or any of that oh, stuff? Like, last none of that shit cares? You're taking the Christ out of Christmas? I do. I do. I do do that. Yeah. Okay. It looked like... It did look like basically... Um, you know those old like uh, fruit baskets? Like peach baskets, <laughs> orange baskets? It looked like someone dropped one of those. And all of these like statues spilled out of it. They were probably about the size of a Barbie. That was... <laughs> right? 12 so inch tall. Yeah. And the only other decorations Mary they and have Joseph. are red and green lights shining on the building. Pathetic. Yeah, and very Pathetic. small. When I was a kid, dude, we used to go drive downtown and look at Christmas lights every single year. And it was like this big, amazing, fantastic thing that I would we would go do where it was like, holy shit, man, they really go all out. I walk through there every day. They don't do nothing there. There's yeah. nothing going on. I'm glad, though. I mean, Christmas, uh, already too much. You know, it's yeah. all, let's, I mean, the idea, we're not reeling it back because we're spending more money than ever. Yeah. But reeling back at least, it like makes me feel like if we're reeling back the decorations, maybe we'll reel back some of the spending, but keep the day off. That's the problem with reeling back holidays is then they become people have to go to work now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Big moral I, conundrum there. My new, since we're policing Christmas this year, mine, uh, since, I, you know, um, this has bugged me because I went to go sell clothes and I went and saw that they had a whole, like, 
two or three racks filled with ugly Christmas sweaters, which was awesome. And because I've been hipster for like two decades now, <laughs> like when we did do ugly Christmas sweater parties, we would go to the thrift store and just try to find something hideous. And that was like what was fun about it. And going to the mall today and going into Target and I'm just looking at it and I just am like, there's 120 ugly sweaters that we created just for this year. And there's like 40 fucking Targets in the Columbus area. And so there's thousands of these fucking stupid ass sweaters when we could just use the old ones that were already made. Like, right. it, like it just the whole thing that tipsy elves that's on all the podcasts that advertise and shit. They're stupid fucking sweaters. They do a a Slipknot sweater or a fucking Game Slayer, of Thrones, yeah. Hello Kitty one, whatever the fuck it is. But it's just more stupid, cheap garbage when there's already a bunch of kitschy, cheap garbage for Christmas, like right there for the taking. And I fucking hate that. It, 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 you're right. No it, new Christmas sweaters. I know. I, like, I do have one, but you I know. walked by like a group of guys yesterday and like all of their uh christmas sweaters had like uh um like intellectual property like from disney or netflix or something on them like every yeah. one of them and it's just like you didn't have to make that I, I we went to spencer's and they had some that were like 75 dollars, and they had a frosty the snowman like a carrot with snowballs hanging from the bottom of the sweater and it like lit up and it was all about like suck fucking something about frosty the snowman's dick i don't even remember what it was there was ones there, <laughs> there was a knitted one with like ones. reindeers fucking each other and stuff once again 75 dollars fitted with lights and everything and it's like yeah uh what is spencer's there for man <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, I swear, if you were watching the stream and you had seen Brett's face, you would you would have died there. He just I, he might have, he looks like when somebody asks you like like to do a chore or like when your daughter asks you where the sky begins. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah uh yeah, we went to we went to the Bummy Mall, which is not Bummy anymore. It actually is kind of revitalized. It's my favorite mall in the city because there, it almost died, and then all the business that filled in were actually kind of cool. I know, I know. The coffee shop that looks like exactly like a Starbucks, they didn't change anything inside, <laughs> but they just changed the name of yep. the coffee. They just bought an old Star. Like the mall, like dipped into like recession, <laughs> and they were able to buy it. But now everything is filled again. Yeah, it's so weird, and it's all weird shit. There's like I remember I was in there not too long ago. They had a fleece blanket store. <laughs> yeah, there's also there's a hype. There's like a medium pimpin hype beast store there that just has like the most champion i've ever seen in my life like the the widest arrangement of champion gear i've ever seen yeah uh, but i can't remember what i was gonna say oh so i ended up we went there just because i was curious and we were just walking into places and spencer's was one of them that gave me like a heart attack immediately i know once i just start doing the math you know once you just like like you, i just get shocked out of existence and i imagine like spencers upon spencers upon spencers and all the warehouses that are supplying spencers all the fossil fuels to get um you know horny well, christmas like, sweaters 
And, and it is funny because Brett's horny and I love drugs. Yeah. And like basically the only stuff in the whole fucking Spencer's is for horny people who <laughs> <and laughs> love drugs. And I hate everything in that store. And so does Brett. It's yeah. Crazy. How do they even do that? Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, they're not even the right kind of horny. Like those, their <laughs> sex toys there are probably dangerous for your private <laughs> parts. They're not like even good shit. Mercury in them. Yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of BPHs leaching out of that shit into your fucking beehole. Spencer's always smells weird. Smells different than the other stores in the mall. Like it, it's a plasticky. I don't know if that's the hydroxy foo foo smell. I don't know like, if it's BPH specifically, but something about it smells. And they also the crazy thing about oh. them is that they put shit up to the ceiling. Like they have hats like lining this up to the ceiling of, and you're like, I want to see that hat, but I don't want to bother one of you over here to go fish it down with the big hook. But they they have shit just to the ceiling, just every everywhere, and you just you just feel like you just get really like really scared and like the walls just feel like they're closing in on you because there's just synthetic flammable product. And at every inch, every inch of the place is covered in that shit. It's the weirdest place in the world. All right, let's get back to these calls. Sorry for sharing those Christmas nightmares with you. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? Is this me? Oh, it, you tell us. Yeah, it's me. Hey, it's you. We love you. Hi, you. We've been wait, <laughs> we waiting for you to call. Really. <laughs> yeah, we were like, when are you going to call? Yeah. What's up? How's it going? What's your name? Man. Or what's a name? Uh, this is Cameron from... This is Cameron from uh, Portland, Oregon. What's up, Cameron? How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Eh. No, we're good. We're good. I'm tripping a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Brett's having a good time. What? What? Uh, what's up barfed. with you? I got a, a couple of things to talk about. I have a quick, like a union solidarity thing, and then I have a street fight miracle from work a couple years ago for Christmas. Oh, okay, cool. I like both of these. Great. So let's hear the first. Uh, let's hear the union solidarity thing. I, I want to hear that. I need to feel good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, earlier this week, a guy came to a, a neighborhood association meeting that I was a part of. And he was representing the, uh, the letter carriers union, so the post office, right? And I didn't know this till he told me about it, but they are doing a thing right now called consolidated casing, which I guess is some experiment to like wring more work out of, uh, people that work at the post office and stuff. But what he told us was that, uh, it's really fucking up the working conditions for all those guys. They're working longer hours and it actually violates the union contract. So he told us that we could call our uh, our congressperson, which I know is kind of lame and maybe against the spirit of anarchy. But even so, if it's to help out, uh, you know, your mailman and stuff, I think if it's important that we all support them, especially yeah. right now. I think they need all the help they can get. Yeah, male women and male envy pals, too. That's true. That's true. My bad. <clears throat> um Male people. Yeah, male, so that's it. That's all I got for that one. Male monkeys. Male, Remember, I, I used to know this friend. guy, this like really right wing guy. I've talked about him before. He was a Nazi, right? Like he ended up being, he's like a Nazi guy. And I worked at uh, uh, the cable company one day and I was like, yeah, man, uh, uh, I saw a firefighter back that way. He's like, it's not firefighter, it's fireman. And he got like really mad at me because I said firefighter and explained <laughs> how these libs are trying to make it gender neutral. The, the Nazi guy used to work oh, with. God. <laughs> I just, oh, you man. saying that just jogged my memory of getting like lectured because I said firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, uh, what's the what what's the miracle story? Oh, the miracle story. Uh, so I used to work at this really bougie grocery store that was like it was all food that I couldn't afford, and I like I worked behind the cheese counter and stuff, which was cool. But uh, as is the case for like a lot of grocery stores, right? Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve were our really busy days, and so Christmas Eve sucked because it was like a full day of work and it was just wall-to-wall people all day long so like everybody's in the store for like you know 10 hours or something and it just sucks and like at the end of the day I was a cashier at this point and I was counting all the money for the day and like it was a lot a lot to count because you know you were so busy and so like I'm up in the office which is like where all of the all the managers and stuff had their desks so it was weird because, like, you know, I was I was just like one of the newest people with like no power connections or anything at this store, and I was up there with them, just kind of minding my own business, counting the money, and the uh, the owner of the butcher shop was talking about how she got like a bunch of bourbon for uh, as a Christmas gift from a regular customer. And she was like, yeah, I guess he just forgot that I don't drink. And so I was totally joking. And I was like, well, you know, if that, uh, if that half gallon of bourbon needs a hoe, I'd be happy to take it. And she was like, oh, yeah, man, here you go. And just handed it to me, which I was not expecting. That's amazing. That, that was a big come up for me. Yeah, it was a, yeah. A, one of the best gifts I got that year, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> love, love to see it. Gifts are hard, you know, for how old are you? I mean, if somebody says out loud, gee, I don't want this big half gallon of bourbon, you got to like be quick. You're like, I do, I do. Yeah, like, I, I love big half yeah. gallons yeah. of bourbon a lot. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Yeah. I think everybody, I think everybody wants weed this year in a weird way. Like I, I have know. this in my mind. I haven't heard one person. I think my in-laws want weed really bad. I think boomers, here's what I think. Those boomers that get really into CBD really want to try weed. Like, yeah. That's all they're thinking of. They don't know how to fucking figure it out, but that is what they want. I'm going to deliver this year. <laughs> okay. So I'll be reporting back to with that in a couple weeks. Uh, probably next week. That's a good idea. Not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. I bought them some. Uh, I, like- I bought them a, a way to do it easily with zero impact, you know? I did. I also did. I bought some topical cream, and I wanted to give it to my in-laws too, because it's like they're always complaining about their joints, and have also made weird coded it's jokes. So weird. The boomers all want weed. They just are like uh, uh, so scared of it. They're like, oh, I thought it was immoral actually <laughs> yeah, until yeah. recently, and now I'm finding out it's not an immoral <laughs> thing to do. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, liquor yeah. is like a yeah, I'm waiting for- bourbon is a really great Sorry, like bourbon is like one of those gifts that like it's there's something about getting like alcohol or drugs if you're not a person who is like yeah I think it shouldn't I think it's fucked up I'm actually anti-alcohol as gifts yeah I yeah I've been, I'm I'm with you <laughs> sometimes I I mean I guess yeah. especially all the a- people that you would get it for generally. Are people that shouldn't be getting alcohol, I guess. I mean, yeah, you get it for booze hounds. You get it for booze hounds. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But to give it randomly, just to think that, like, oh, my letter carrier will probably love a half gallon of bourbon. It's like, you don't know what their life is like. They can't take that stuff anyway. Like, that happens all the fucking... When I was a cable guy, people would try to hand me fucking bourbon and beer and shit. And it's like, you know that I can't do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like a test from God, (laughs) you know? (laughs) 
Well, uh, thanks for calling in. Those were two incredibly good stories. Yeah, for sure, guys. Have a good night. You Peace. too. Let's take one more and uh, take a break. I wanted to just explain a little bit. I looked up the um, uh, Consolidated Casing Initiative. It's pretty interesting. Uh, basically, there is an initiative to change the job into two positions where someone would be uh, stay at the post office and do all of the sorting. And then someone would be a deliverer and do all of the delivering where right now they sort their whole route and then take it out. Really? And this would be a huge change. And the union's pushing back because this creates, this changes the job. And because the people that are being required to carry around 80 pounds of fucking luggage in a messenger bag for eight hours a day now, instead of having the first half of their day to sort through it, are being driven into the ground. There's injuries. It's all. It's just putting too much stress on people to have someone delivering all fucking day long. You yeah. know, and it's like not take like that kind of stuff. Whoever does this math, whatever fucking logistics major that gets out and they start to do it. They don't. They like don't think about the mailbag weighing anything. Yeah. No, they just are like, oh no, they do it for four hours now. They could do it for eight hours. Yeah, I mean, I was a fucking guy that was like very unfamiliar with, like, when I was a kid, I may have been the same way as one of these bean counters, where it's like, oh, why don't we just do it this way? It seems easier. But like, as like as it's so weird because if you work in like blue collar jobs. As you go, you're like, ah, oh, the ladder weighs 85 pounds. You know what I mean? The fucking uh, uh, sitting all day hurts my back. Um, uh, any of that stuff where it's like, this shit is like, just spend your time making it easier for the people that are fucking doing it. You know? Like, don't fucking grad These people that fucking graduate college to like create efficiencies that break people more are the worst fucking people, man. It just sucks. Cause there was a lot of that stuff. Uh, there was, I mean, at, at the roofing company, it was sort of like, you see those guys up there working and you don't realize all that stuff's got to get up on a roof. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like all that stuff that's up there that they're doing has to get up on the roof. And sometimes you have a crane. We work for a ranky dink ass fucking roofing company. You ain't got no fucking crane. You don't have a ladder vader, as they yeah. call it, which every single time we went to a roof, my boss would be like, God, I, my foreman would be like, I should have a fucking ladder vader. Never, this company will never fucking get a ladder vader. And I'm like, I've never even seen one until like a couple years ago. I saw one and I was like, that's a ladder vader. <laughs> what is it? It's like a ladder that has like a thing on it that uh, can hold shingles or like, um, oh, gotcha. Uh, like that's buckets sick. of like, uh, buckets of paint or not paint, uh, glue and shit. It can hold it and then just brings it up to the workers. Ladder and elevator combined. If you had a fucking Uh, roofing company, like, shouldn't it, like, kind of be required to have a ladder vader for that company? Like, it's crazy that it's not. I guess it's just to me, it's like, it's crazy that somebody made the decision monetarily that it's better to make people lug this shit up there and fuck their body up. Than yeah. it is to just buy something that you get your use out. You get yeah, your money true. back it out makes of sense. it after a certain amount of time. I just like stuff like that has always baffled me a little bit. Or this is like gaff, right? Gaffing, gaffing spurs was one of the I when you climb poles. 
Uh-huh. I mean, I'm talking about like utility poles now. Like gaffing spurs, very hard. It's not like an easy thing to do, but it also means you don't have to carry an enormous 85 pound fucking ladder through people's backyards all the time. The job I had was like, they had made a calculation that one, they didn't want to train. Cause they said, if I have to train people on how to spike their way up these fucking poles, it'll take like an extra day. And two, they just didn't want to buy them for everybody. So that like you're two, talking about like lumberjack games, like yeah, a, like, like a strap of leather. You, yeah, that you put on your boots and you can just like climb up the pole. So like you're like you would be like pushing this ladder up through trees and stuff like that, and walking through people's yards with ladders and like spraining your ankle and shit. When it could have been just as easy to fucking have you use the spikes and climb the fucking pole. I, I don't know. It, it just like that kind of stuff. In my experience, a lot of businesses have like have like done these things that they've decided uh, are cost effective that have that like really fucking ignore the reality on the ground. Like, yeah, that, every time. Yeah, that's a lot of their decisions. Yeah. All right, you ready to rock and roll? Next call. Then we will take a break. Yep. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, I think it's me. It is you. Is that me? Only you can yeah. tell us. Hey, it's Kayan, uh, she, her. I had two stories, but I don't want to take up too much time. I know y'all are about to go on break, so if I go too long, tell me to shut up. Well, I, I know you're uh, Yeah, no, hey, Kayan, we love you. Thanks for coming out to the show. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I came to the one of your shows in Columbus over the summer. I live in Kent now, but uh, I, I went down there for that. It was a lot of fun. Let me use but, this um, real quick. Let me use this as an opportunity to say... If you're anywhere near Ohio on December 27th, 2019, you can come and see the Street Fight Variety Show, headlined by the Trillbillies, hosted by me and Brett, and it's got Lindsey Martin, it's got Garbage Brain University, it's got the Trillbillies, it's got the Howling Commandos playing music, it's got fucking... Icy Jake rapping. This is a motherfucking variety show. It's going to be live streamed. We'll have more information about that soon. And it's going to be on fucking, uh, it's going to be live and it's going to be fucking insane. That band is so loud that last night I went to see them and they actually made my ears ring, which is not something that happens anymore. And then my wife, my wife like was like making fun of Brad a little bit, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, We'll get to what Kyan's talking about. She said that when we were at... When she I, said, love, yeah. I love loud as fuck bands, though. Me like, too. It's, like, so sick. Like, Me too. Yeah, but... Uh, my wife yeah, said like, Brett... For, this is, my wife oh, said Brett ahead. told her at a concert that the uh, the earplugs actually make it sound better. It does. <laughs> earplugs are amazing. It, it, it clarifies everything in a way. It gets rid of all the distortion, and like you can find out if somebody's a good artist or not. I love earplugs. <laughs> it's okay. Speaking I mean, of loud bands, y'all will appreciate this. This is not the reason I called in at all, but I do have a Slipknot ass tattoo. Oh, tight. Um, you do have a Slipknot yeah, ass tattoo? So- I have a split not ass tattoo. I know somebody who told uh, me their girlfriend has a fucking tattoo that she thought was like like sort of an original thing and it ended up being a Godsmack son. Oh no. <laughs> so, Which rocks, I wouldn't change it, but you know, I can imagine like having a Godsmack tattoo if your life is 
like materially different from when Godsmack was big. <laughs> it's probably pretty weird. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, Kyan. What's up? Oh, no, you're fine. Um, I just wanted to call in. I had, like, two stories that I wanted to tell, one of which is related to, the, I think, the first Teen Fight episode um, where Brett was talking about, like, you were talking about, like, getting in trouble as kids, and Brett was talking about one time that he was, like, the most scared where he wasn't act- he didn't actually do anything wrong, but somebody thought he did. And I wanted to, like, talk about that because I had, like, a similar thing happen to me, like, two, three years ago. Whenever Get Out came out, I left the movie theater and I realized that I had to pee. And so I was like, but I was already out of the theater. So I was trying to like find a place. Mm. And I walked into this gas station and like there was a sign on the door and I just presumed that it said like, you know, like bathroom for customers only. So I was like perusing through the candy aisle, uh, like trying to find something to buy so that I could use their restroom. And then I caught like, I caught the sign again and it said like bathroom out of order. So I was like, okay, like I'll leave and I'll walk down to the McDonald's. And, like, I was, like, and the McDonald's is only, like, half a block away, but I was there, and it was, like, there was no street lights in, like, the specific spot I was in. And all of a sudden, I hear, like, hey, you. And I turn around, and it's this, like, super tall, like, six-foot-two, like, gaunt-looking white dude. Like, you know the type where they have, like, the, their, like, cheeks, like, sunken in and everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of who who I can say. It's, like, Steve Buscemi, sort of, but he's a little too, yeah, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's like a little too like fancy it. pants to be that guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I like turn around and I'm like, like what? And he's like, what did you take from that store? And like, I genuinely didn't shoplift anything for like once in my life. <laughs> um, so I was like, I was like nothing. And he was like just like sitting there like looking at me, and he was like, like oh, we'll see what the police think about that. And he like takes his phone out and like starts like that, and he's like describing me over the phone and stuff. I'm just like going through my pockets. I'm like, I'll show you everything I have. Like you can search me. I'm like, I have like a half empty pack of Newports, like a Bic lighter that I couldn't have gotten unless I went up to the counter, like earphones that you don't sell there, like all this shit. And it's just like the vigilante type is so well, terrible. Wait, so this wasn't but like he like eventually he didn't like, fucking work what? there, right? He didn't work at the store. This no, is just someone was, on the street. Was, like, when I went in there, he was like talking to the guy who was like at the cash register. But he, like, didn't seem like an employer or anything. I've been back to that place, and I've never uh, seen him there again. Holy shit. I so never even, scary. like, considered. Yeah. I would have ran. I would have <laughs> fucking ran. Like, yeah. even though well, nobody's going to stop you. No one from loss prevention is going to chase your ass. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I was like, I, I was trying to be as polite as possible because those types are, like, the type of people who would, like, kill somebody. So I was like. You're right. No, I get that. I do I understand. Like, I would, I, I do understand that. But, like, I think at one point he realized they didn't actually take anything, so he just, like, hung up and walked away, but he was, like, too, like, embarrassed or whatever to, like, admit that he did anything wrong. You know what? Yeah. I right. this, is, this, is an, this is an observant report type. You're absolutely right. This is somebody that was in there yeah. that thought he clocked you and was like, ah, oh, there was a little thief in there. You know, some street rat came in mm-hmm. here to get their little, their, their beef stick lunch <laughs> exactly. or whatever it was, you know? And so he thinks he's, like, got power or dominion over you because he can call call you out you know i had sort of yeah and it's like who cares even if i took a fucking yeah exactly whatever the fuck you thought i did right i had a guy one time accuse me and like I'm, i i don't know why this is one of those things that's been like seared in my brain is like i was 18 and i went to cd warehouse do you remember cd warehouse 
Mm. Oh, I love Sea Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Warehouse. a ton of time in Sea Warehouse. So good. <laughs> they always had the brand new movies. On the day of, it, the Sea Warehouse I went to was right next to the mall. And as soon as new movies came out, people would just go steal the shit out of them and go sell them immediately. So <laughs> you could just go shop at a discount at CD Warehouse. That's where the CD. This is the, yeah. you're, we're talking about the same CD Warehouse. So we go there, and uh, we're looking around, and uh, I'm like. You know how when you're broke, you'll just like grab stuff and take it to your friend and be like, wouldn't that be tight? You know, like maybe they'll buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they had like a special, they had like a special edition uh, of the Ringmaster by ICP. And I grabbed it and I took it over to my friend and was like, dude, this fucking Ringmaster special edition they got. Then I took it and put it back because you don't steal from CD stores because it's fucking hard. You know what I mean? Like that. It is. It, it's there's like a, they can see everywhere. Right, and they fucking put things on the CD. It's just like so much. I yeah, it's loud as shit. It. Cracking open that thing is loud. <laughs> yeah, I would just never do it. <laughs> we walked out of the fucking store. We we're almost to the car, and he was like, "Hey, man, you're gonna give me that ICP CD back?" And I was like, "I like don't have it." And he was like, "I know you took it." And I'm like, "I don't have it." And he was like, "You." I saw you steal that ICP CD, but I was with my friends and they fucking got a little bit like edgy with the guy. And we're like, he didn't fucking Mm. steal it. He doesn't have it on. So the guy ended up just walking back in. I still think he probably still thinks I stole that fucking yeah. CD. Yeah. yeah, I did not steal that yeah. CD, but I like wasn't about to. I I think had I been there alone, like if it was now, I probably would have like let him search me. But, like, my friends yeah. were all like, don't let him fucking search you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I should have. Exactly. No, you yeah. shouldn't have let him search you. But yeah. you sort of want to prove him wrong. Right? Yeah. Isn't yeah, that's true. Part of you to- like, you do. You want to be like, you're fucking wrong. Like, you're being a jackass. Like, the sword doesn't care about you. Yeah. Like, why are you harassing me? <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking funny. I can't believe it was a guy that didn't work there, though. It's like, even if I stole a fucking yeah. CD, it was a fucking CD. Even if you stole, again, like, if you there is nothing in a gas station that if you stole it, it would make right. any difference in anybody's life except for yours. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but like this dude is like the type that like definitely has like a like a Punisher sticker on his truck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You he, know. He seems it, it's so fucking wild. I I I, I like uh I love I I love that story. I I mean you you really you got him, and this is a this is a concept <laughs> that Brett came up with. Like I I don't know. I mean I give Brett a lot of credit for this, uh, where he said that like sometimes you do a thing to a person that when they lay their head down on their pillow before they go to bed that night. <laughs> They sit and fucking think about it and feel bad before they go to sleep. And you definitely did that to that guy. So congratulations, Kyan. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you you probably drove him nuts for a while. (laughs) But, like, the other story I want to tell, because y'all are Columbus natives, and, like, I'm from Ostrander, which you might not know. It's, like, 15 minutes out of Delaware, Ohio. Okay. Though I hate Um, Delaware, though. So like, uh, yeah, it's like gentrified as shit now. <laughs> I mean, uh, Delaware is, <laughs> I think, like just the suburbs, really, at this point. But yeah, I, I know it what you're is. saying. It's, but yeah, so like, but um, I worked in Columbus. It, you ever drive down 270 and you see those big piles of salt? Yep. Yeah. I used to work at that salt yard. That was my Ooh, job. Okay, that's this an interesting my, job. This is my nasty, 
this is my nasty, like, work is fucked up story. Um, so the way trains work there is, like, uh, and, like, how, like, manual labor, like, hardens you into, like, not caring about when people get fucked up at your job. Yeah. Um, the way trains work, like, the knuckles hit once, and they kind of, like, bump before they reconnect again. And, like, you have to, like, release the brakes on train cars and stuff. But apparently this dude, like, realized the brake wasn't released on this train car, so he hopped on the back while the railroad was pulling up the new cars. And the knuckles, like, bumped. And, like, this story was told to me. I didn't witness this. Um, the knuckles, like, bumped, and this dude fell off, and he got his, like, leg caught between the train knuckles. And they, like, called an ambulance before they pulled the train knuckles apart because they knew that he was going to get his leg torn off. Uh-huh. And, like, my coworkers were telling me this story, and they were all, like, laughing, just, like, talking about it. And it's, like, because, like, what else can you do? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's just, that's, like, a fucked up, like, manual labor is, like, so, like, evil. And that's, like, well, that's, why I hate, like, the, like, glamorization of it now, because it's, like, if I could do anything else, I would. Yeah, that 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 does, is one way to relieve the pressure, though, is to just kind yeah. of laugh about, like, how how uh, how much of a dice roll your job is, you know, your day-to-day labor yeah. is, like, something like this could happen. My dad worked in, my, my, my dad, my fa- one of my favorite stories from my dad was there was a guy, he came home from work and uh, told us all there was a guy that was working on a, a drill press and his glove got mm. caught in the drill oh, press <laughs> and, oh, and he no. kind of untangled the glove, but he didn't take it off. And he just went up to like his manager and he was like, uh, I gotta go to the hospital. I don't think something's wrong in my glove. You know, I'm not going to look at it or anything. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I'm just going to go ahead and, and you know, I wouldn't get look there. at it. I wouldn't look at that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Just you <laughs> knew your finger was yanked. <laughs> I have been that, like, that Jesus. is one of the, like, weird things about manual labor that's like so dehumanizing because like you do see people like literally break themselves and you're just like well that's what i like i mean when jason told me when jason was a mover when he started producing the show and he fucking was like both of my ankles are fucked i was just like yeah holy shit it, like it just is like one of those things where it's like what are you even fucking gonna do about that what can you even fucking do about something like that like people really get broken down and then come out on the end other end with nothing yeah you know it's yeah they aren't really rewarded sad. at all even with yeah even yeah, like no i have said that uh, i i'll say this too what you said earlier about like the valorization of like manual labor and stuff is like I, I've said that a few times about like uh there are you know the people that uh, that are kind of like that they call like I don't know like there are people who who like have never done that sort of thing that think it's like mm-hmm. this really fucking romantic thing and there's people who are like hey if you guys like doing what you like they think me and Brett shouldn't make money for doing what we do. And yeah. Like that it's just in the past. It's not like recently or okay. anything. But there were people when we were just podcasting, like they just complain about, you know, podcasters making money, period. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like uh We're just like those brave heroes that go down to the coal mines. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like every single person who does a manual labor job like wants to get the fuck out of it there's nobody that's saying like like, 
there's nobody that's like I'm working class. You know, they're working class and they're proud of their like working class roots, like in a in in sort of like as a way to sort of feel better because I was like that too. I was like, hey, I'm a fucking hard working guy. You know, I work 50 hours a week fucking hooking up your cable. But it's like the whole time I was mm-hmm. doing it, I was like, if there was anything else that I could do. That didn't involve. I would do it. Yes. Yeah. I know. It's like, like we... exactly. Like yeah. It's like if there's any alternative. Like I play the damn lottery. Like and I'm in school and stuff. Now, <laughs> like, trying to get out of doing manual labor my whole life. But it's like I still play the damn lottery. Like man, if I could win like like two million dollars, I would never work another fucking day in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I always thought that. I was. I would. I would. We would like play Powerball. I, I used to uh, shop at this convenience store. Uh, in, in my hometown area of Columbus and, uh, in Groveport, mm-hmm. I used to go to this convenience store. My friend's girlfriend worked there and the mm-hmm. guy must not have taken inventory at all that owned it. Cause she would like give me <laughs> cartons of cigarettes and beer and like lottery tickets for free. She would Shit. fucking hand me piles of scratchers just to go home. And like whenever the power I I'm, I'm fucking such a dummy. I like never really played the lottery unless the Powerball was like so high it was in the news. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, like, the, the, like 200 million kind of shit. Yeah. So I would be like, what's 24 million might be good, but it was just always with me. It was like, uh, I could just play this every week and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But instead I even make it a even lower chance of working by only doing it. <laughs> like when everybody else is doing it and they're waiting in line. But man, I, I, I would get that lottery ticket and I would like, I would have everything planned out. I'm going to buy this person. I'm going to buy everybody that I like a house. And we're all going to live together on the Mm -hmm. same piece of land. We're not going to do any work ever again. I'm going to have a butler and shit like that. Like, there's, there's like a, there is like a, a truly, unless you're like a welder, like the, the job of laborer, which I don't think a lot of these people think about, you know, like I think they think Mm -hmm. of them as, as like, master plumbers or like welders and stuff but there's a lot more laborers and that job is miserable Mm -hmm. and like i would stay i you know there were times i would stand on the roof and i would say if only i would do anything in this world to make ten dollars an hour and have an office with a desk in it that is like whatever my job is is like spreadsheets or something <clears throat> That's a sentiment. Like exactly, though. It's like, like everybody, who, like you said, like everybody who does manual labor, their dream is to not fucking do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody wants to be it's broke like, and then also making their body hurt. You know, <laughs> it's right. like nobody's well, shooting like, for that. Or you give in. I mean, I mean, a lot of people also do turn the other way and give in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just accept their that's their lot yeah, in well, life. Like, that's well, my dad. Like, when I worked at the stall yard and everything, it was like mostly like I mostly worked with people who were like around like fifty five to sixty, and yeah. it's just like like your body is like fucking destroyed at that point. You know what I mean? Like, God, it's just like yeah, that's like I don't know, but the whole like ideal of like manual labor being so great and like it is like an important thing in the economy, and manual labor is deserved to be treated well, but like 
people who just want to do it so that they can have like a quote unquote authentic working class experience. It's like, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> like nobody wants that. No, you don't. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm... Nobody who actually has to do it once. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I mean, and like I, I sort of did, I think like there came a turning point with me cause I had worked at a call center for a year where I just wanted to be back outside again and like doing stuff mm. and you really have those thoughts when it's spring and you have to go into an office you're like why don't i just get a job where i'm outside yeah you know what i mean yeah <laughs> well like yeah like i worked at a i worked at royal ginger in polaris uh for like a couple months as a delivery driver and like the whole time i was there like it was like still that where i was like man i'd rather be fucking still working at the fucking salt yard i know i know <laughs> and there is something about like doing manual labor that like you can leave that at home whereas with a lot of other jobs yeah. you can't you 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 can leave a warehouse job or the salt yard or like any of that stuff you can leave it at home like i don't feel like my wife is ever off work you know what i mean mine isn't right. either yeah, yeah 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 well thanks for calling in that was very great call we're gonna go to break and uh have a good evening that was nice. Right. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hit my music. Stop and free. 
with Lena Dunham. Everybody, welcome back to the Street Fight Radio call-in show. We got enough to round out the rest of the night, so save your calls for the next time. Uh, I should be moving next Sunday, so I don't think we're going to do a call-in show on the 22nd. Uh, but we will we will be live again this Wednesday on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. You can watch the show. You can chat with everybody. We've got our regulars that hang out. Uh, thanks for showing up. New New watchers as well. You can find more of what we do at patreon.com slash streetfightradio if you want that bonus content. That's the place to find it. A lot of new bonus content coming. It's bonus content time, baby. Uh, I am I am working. I have already recorded the first episode of American Podcasts. So uh, you're going to get to hear some Kid Rock material. I don't like them. And uh, here's the thing. Uh Deep dives are disturbing when you're the person doing them because sometimes you can see yourself in the person, and I see a lot of myself in Kid Rock. Okay, that's troubling. <laughs> I can't, that would be troubling. Yeah, it's just like you you see you see like like somebody's motivations for the way for for what they've done, and you're you're kind of like, oh yeah, I I'm kind of the same person, like. Mm. He just seems like a guy who's trying to show his dad. <clears throat> you know, he talks a lot about how his his parents thought that it was a waste of time for him to do this, and now he's like one of the richest musicians. It's like uh, his parents were rich, weren't they? Yes, rocks? yeah. Actually, his he. It's funny with him, and this is probably going to be like a, a theme through the whole <clears throat> thing. Uh, so I'm kind of selling it <laughs> in a way, but. Uh, he claims that uh, he went, his brother was on drugs and they had to go to family therapy where they all sat in a room together and uh, talked. And the therapist asked him how he felt about something his brother did. 
and he said, suck my dick to her. And he was 14 and his mom kicked him out. But then he tells a story in another interview where he talks about, yeah, I was living in Detroit in this like real rough neighborhood. And my mom picked me up and took me to the dentist. And like, it's sort of like that story revealed to me that like, I mean, he was able to put in eight years of grinding because he had somewhere to get money, you know, Yeah. <laughs> where it's like, uh, it's really, it's really weird. It's like he gets a lot of this credit uh, for uh, being like this working class hero, and I, I don't think the guy ever worked in his life. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, if you like the music during the break, that was Jack on Fire with the album "Waiting for the End of the World." You can find that at jackonfiredc.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so Kid Rock's coming up next, and then we're going to have talking Sports Talk with me, Chris James, and Adam Crappy Oats, and we're going to have uh, uh, also between each miniseries now, I've decided that uh, we're going to do these things called Shocktober Shorts, which are one-hour episodes about what's happening in the world of shock jocks, and uh, that'll be recorded soon. I assume we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, uh, Howard Stern interviewing Hillary Clinton and um, Bubba the Love Sponge openly asking for drugs on on the radio <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, you know checking in with Man Cow. Man Cow uh, right now very mad because uh, SJWs have destroyed Star Wars. This is like his big thing that he's like really hammering home. This seems like a great. I can see how someone thinks this would be a good idea. I love it. I I la- yesterday uh, I listened to him interview a guy that was talking about how SJWs ruined Star Wars and uh an expert on it? Yes. And then I was just like, let me look into how much of this is going on and who buddy, there's a lot of people talking oh. about how SJWs ruined Star Wars. There are YouTube channels with a million subscribers that are still having a just a <laughs> piss baby meltdown about Star Wars the Last Jedi. I guess like a thing that I'm wondering here. I've listened to Star Wars guy I and mean, never a big Star Wars fan, but I always like kind of felt like I mean it was all white people, but this the 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 random. Yeah, but the thing seemed political to me from the beginning. Like I I think it's very easy to read politics in it mm-hmm. and that like there were women heroes and there were male heroes and stuff like that in those in those movies from what I understand and it's like kind of weird to me that these conservative guys like it seems like they're like just really mad that there's a black guy in Star Wars. You know what I mean that like one of the main stars is a black guy cuz that's what Mancow that's all he yelled about. You know, was like about John Boyega doesn't like Star Wars. About John Boyega, no, because he doesn't like it either. But he just said, "Why? Why can't I have the old Star Wars that I used to like?" And it's like that sounds like, oh, they gotta have black people in it, and they gotta have women, and they gotta have tough women and stuff like that. And I was like, I thought like, yeah. Now I'm not very familiar with it, but I always got the impress impression that Princess Leia was like kind of tough. You know, oh no, right, she's a badass. yeah, <laughs> right. She is. She's an essential yeah. member of the the crew. She's not like the damsel in distress. Yeah, it's it's wild. It just seems like there's a whole cottage industry of guys that are making money. If not if, man cow, but like just other guys that are making money, freaking out about these movies, <clears throat> where it's just like it's they're I don't it's it, it if, makes it seem less fun. If you, you don't know? like a if you don't like a movie, that's fine. I mean, I don't care. If you don't like The Last Jedi, but if your problem is, even if you won't admit it to yourself that your problem is 
with that movie. There's just so many uppity broads. I can't yeah, stand it. Yeah. There was also like a, a really funny uh, complaint that I read. I read this blog post where there was a droid that was concerned with droids rights. And uh, they're so fucking mad about yeah, that droid. Great. And that's it's like, great. it's a fucking robot, dude. And also very mad that they made Lando Calrissian pansexual. Like, they, like they're furious about that. Who made him that? He's pansexual. And Solo. Oh, God. And you're right. You're right. It's like dating like a robot Everybody. or something. Right. And he just is willing to fuck anybody or whatever. And it's just like, okay. Like. I assume that, like, in space in the future, people are going to be fucking all kinds of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I guess that's One of the like, great things about space. There's yeah. no more restraints on what you can do. <laughs> it's naivete, maybe, but if we go to Mars and there are Martians there, I mean, people are probably going to fuck Martians. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 there's not like a... Uh, uh, or, or, like, people... I mean, Chewbacca probably had sex with people. You know what I mean? I, I don't I know if think he did. Like, like a, a, a sort of like a. a <laughs> you think you, you want to recognize Chewbacca as a sexual being? I think. I mean, like he, every. He seemed like a damn dog to me. The, really? Well, I guess I guess they they say there's like a there's a whole there's a whole planet full of them, but we, I don't know. We I are, just don't think I that like being gay in space is like really a thing. What? I mean, like, right? We we've transcended so much to get to space. We don't yes. have. We don't worry about that shit anymore. There are so many different beings that you probably. I mean, it's, it, it's it a just better, feels like um, we're all humans. Yeah. So humans fuck. Sucking you know what I mean? more sucking and fucking. It doubles the amount you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like I. That's all I could think about the whole time. I just wanted to argue with these guys. Like, I mean, if there's if like. People fucking each other and fucking Chewbacca's and like droids and stuff like that is not that weird when you're already in space. Sure. I guess. Is yeah. The way I feel. I don't know why they can't think of it like that. If we go to space, we're going to fuck Chewbacca. They're disgusted. They're disgusted yeah. by that. Yeah. I'm for real. I really, I mean, that. there's just their, their politics show anywhere. They're like, Hey, let's not, let's not go to bed with these, this new race yet of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, it's weird to me too that like it gets me thinking that like if we did do like Star Trek or, or like Star Wars space exploration type of things that people are just going to freak out if somebody gets attracted to one of the, the beings. It's yeah, just I mean, like people are yeah. like, hey, don't fuck those people from <laughs> Jupiter, okay? That's, it's bullshit. That's just been all of, uh, that's been all of. All of history. Human creation. Yeah. Right, yeah. People will be like, people will be like, Earth people don't fuck Jupiter people. Or Saturn, the fucking rings, man. You can't fuck one of those people, you know. I would like ha- I would hope that if we find an intelligent race on a planet, that they don't even recognize gender. Would be my hope, but that I- seems like where the future should go. Yeah. So that's well, all. Yeah, I would let me. I would fuck an alien if they were down. If they well, were game. I mean, I'm with if, my wife. Well, let me. Yeah. I suck at Chewbacca, to tell you the truth. Well, let's get back to the show, but I will bridge this a little bit. There's a really good book. It's called the Xenogenesis Trilogy. It's written by Octavia Butler. And it is a book where aliens save a small portion of humans before we fuck up the whole Earth. Like, they come down and intercept us. And they wake these people up. 
And then there is a point on it where they're like, get real close with them and then go so close that there's sexual shit that happens. And the people are so weirded out by it, but they're like, it's the best orgasm I've ever had in my life. And I've never honestly, like it is the, I've never read any sci-fi book that compares to that. There's not the, that's the only one that I've seen right. that done it in a way that isn't like a stupid porno. podcaster version or porno. It's from a real, like, you know, the conservative line of thinking, moving you know, the edges of what's acceptable things to do. And it's like, I mean, all of humanity's gone. Who's going to judge me? You yeah. know, like fucking go for it. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, and, and I even think about it like <laughs> talking about fucking aliens on uh, street well, fight radio. Uh, well, you know, uh, I even think about it in, in this way is like, Back when I was a kid, I mean, early adult, teen years and stuff like that, you would hear these stories about like... Yes, man. Octavia Butler. Not a, I probably said Olivia Butler. No, you, you said, said Octavia. Octavia. Did I? Someone, right. someone second-guessed me in this chat, probably to just try to get power over me. But something I... But what I'm saying is like, I remember like having like really deep conversations on drugs with like friends that would be like, you know, if aliens attacked uh, the Earth, we would all be on the same team. Everybody here would have to be on the same team. Not a chance. To fight those aliens. That would be what it is. And like, I would extrapolate that to believe that we would all just be like the same gender and race at that point. Because like, what's the fucking difference? You know what I mean? It's humans. And like, the reason we can't like work everything together here now is because we all hate each other. You if know? if a, if aliens came and the world needed to band together, America would absolutely fuck that up. <laughs> I mean, I think people would. We would we would ruin it somehow. <laughs> you think so? Yes. I don't. I think we would fight. I think I think we would fight hand in hand with our enemies. It would be really simple too. It would be not even a big deal, and America wouldn't do it. And then, <laughs> then we would all die. <laughs> I'm interested. If you're a caller and you have an opinion on what we would be able to do if aliens came, please let us know. Yeah, let's get this next call, and we've got it. We gotta, we gotta get out of here before we go into overtime. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey there, this is uh, Miles the Dog Walker, and I don't have opinions on aliens. No, Thank it's you. okay. Apologies. You don't Perfect. have to. I don't have a lot either. I just think we'd fuck them if we found them. What, what's going on, Miles? Um, so I actually just got back from the Christmas party from my company. Ooh, got my phone. Oh, uh. Little, little cheaper from my boss this year, but it's still, it's still something. It was like 150 from her. That's good. I mean, if yeah. you start looking into what other people are getting, I think 150 dollars is pretty good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like she cooked us a bunch of vegan food, and I'm still gonna get tips from all my clients. So that's it's, great. It's great. It's good. Um. But I feel like I should give a bit of a festive story. It was a new year, a new year's story about, uh, working at McDonald's during the morning shift of New Year's morning. Ooh. <laughs> so, so one of our managers are just kind of like, you know, normal, like older, older twenties scumbag sort of dude, just kind of like, Oh, I work at McDonald's, but I want more money from being a manager, but he doesn't really do manager stuff. Um, so he was a nice guy, but on that morning he slept in because he got drunk the night before, of course, as you do. And so we were just kind of like all stranded out in the morning and we have like the early morning 
old folks who wanted their morning coffee and all that. So morning was kind of weird. You couldn't get in? out with. Huh? You couldn't get inside the building or? Yeah, because he, he overslept and had a hangover and he was supposed to open the shop for all of us. So it was, it was just a, a bunch of the morning workers who couldn't get in and the old folks who wanted their coffee just kind of waiting for him. Which was awkward, but That's he did eventually hilarious. get in. How long did it take? <laughs> How long did you stay? Uh, it was like an hour, and it was in Colorado, <laughs> so it was very cold. <laughs> I'm sorry you were cold, but like just all the workers standing outside of a McDonald's while the drunkest fucking manager is an hour late is the, one of the. Yeah. It's like that story, right? It's it's like the story we heard on tour about like there was a big dinner rush at this restaurant. The manager was gone for like three hours, and and like a, after yeah. the rush was all over and everything, the manager gets back to work and they have a new tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same kind of story where you're like, Jesus. I kind of like the the I kind of part of me likes it, but everybody gets fucked by these things so it's bad you know well this is one of those moments where you do really have one over on the manager where it's like you fucked up and we and all of our regular customers are here to witness you fucking up right now (laughs) what yeah how did can i how did the manager handle it because there's like a few different ways a manager can handle it and uh i have a way i i want to predict one thing did the manager okay yeah like Okay, now I know there's a few ways to handle this, but one thing I want to ask, he definitely was not apologetic, right? Oh, he was. He oh, was actually okay. pretty, yeah, because he was like, he was basically just like one of the normal team members. He just like recently got the manager position, ah, but he ooh. still just kind of acted like one of the members and was just kind of like still chill with all of us and didn't really yell at us. Um. So he was apologetic and just kind of awkward about it, but yeah, I I like um, I I found uh, when I worked at McDonald's, it like there was this thing where it was like they would always have and and tell me if this was your experience. There was always like a manager on the shift, and they were like the person that wore the button up shirt, but they like had no power and couldn't do anything or make anything happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah. But um, it actually gets way more crazy because then when we do finally get in, and despite it being New Year's Day, it was still like crazy busy at times. And we had a late start from what happened earlier. And then it just like got like really busy at one point, and that manager ended up getting a seizure. And so then we had like EMT coming in and like this crazy line and I had this one coworker who I still like remember her name and remember her so well because she was just like such a badass. Her name was Kelly and uh, there was like this one fella in the line who got real angsty because his cookie was taking too long to heat up. And so he gave, him, gave Kelly some sass and he was like, how the fuck can it take this long to heat up a damn cookie? Where the fuck is it? And what as he's getting really angry, angry with her, even though we had like EMT coming back there to like <clears throat> take our manager out of the damn store, and so she like takes a frozen ass cookie and throws it at his face. Yes, and says, 
heat it up your ass. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful fucking story. What kind of asshole yeah, do you have was, to be? It was amazing. And she didn't even get fired. It was. That's incredible. That's like, wonderful. Memorable day. <laughs> as, as I'm stepping over someone seizing on the ground. Like I have to like, yeah. I, have to, I have to like make one wide step so I don't step on them. This is taking forever. <laughs> That's why I mean, like, I, 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 you know, one of the one of the, my great regrets is that I never got to take it out on a customer. Like I was too much of a chicken shit to take it out on a customer. You know, it's always on the boss. Uh, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly was my hero. I would have, I would have been, I, I would have been like, so Kelly's employee of the month this month, right? Like, <laughs> that that is a really great story, Miles. And uh, good luck on those tips. You know, I hope people tip you very well. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, wa- I I'll, mean, walking I'll dogs. Again with another McDonald's story, though. <laughs> I, I love them. another good one. I worked there for three months, and then. Uh, <laughs> They fired me, and then they tried to hire me back, but uh, they gave me a bad schedule, and I said, I'm never going. Never mind. I, I want to still be fired. <laughs> and left. Yeah. I, I survived for about two years, so I, mean, that's I got an, a few. That is like an incredibly long amount of time for that place, because it, it really felt... I saw people turn over the whole time I worked there. Like They felt like I was a long, like a veteran after four months. <laughs> All right, we hate to lose yeah. somebody that's so uh, good at this, that 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 is so like uh, experienced in this field. <laughs> Thank- yeah, basically, thanks for calling, Miles. Yeah, y'all have a good night. Oh, I don't know how you're not. You weren't a McDonald. You you didn't have to work at any of the like real low tier ones. Fazoli's. I worked at Fazoli's. Pretty low tier. Yeah, it was fast food through. It was a drive through. I mean, we yeah. had all kinds of wild people come through. Yeah, I and there was all kinds of twenty one year old managers and yeah. stupid shit like that. That's too good looking that like he would never have to work. Like McDonald's is for like uh, people like me. Who are like, uh, you go in and you're kind of like scuzzy and like you don't answer any of the questions, right? <laughs> and then nobody else will hire you. Because that's what happened with me. I like applied at every cool job in the world, you know? Yeah, if it always wasn't that cool. I they, they would just hire you when you were 15. That was the only thing that set them apart. So we're, I, my daughter's talking about some of her friends having jobs now. And I'm like, Ooh. nice. What's up? I just I worked at a KFC slash Long John Silver's. Ooh, yeah. The combo store. Together though, right? No, fish and chicken go together. Right, but they're not. It just sort of feels like you could just sell some fish at KFC and and that's it. Yeah, Long John Silver's is way too close to being KFC. It shared a parking lot with a combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut. Wow, that is like a that is a a lot of different. Cuisine, you can get right in all in one place. Like, all yeah, in one place. I like I like combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell because you can order breadsticks, the breadsticks, and, and nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. Those bread, <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. Those breadsticks are, you know, Brian talks about his Reese cups being coded into his DNA. The <laughs> the the one thing like 
I don't go crazy for much stuff, but every if we're at Target, I'm like, mm, those breadsticks look pretty good. I can I can you see get the, on the road. A I lot. can see that sweaty cardboard box full of fucking breadsticks from a mile away, and like I'm kind of salivating about it. You know, like, I've seen you get them on the road quite a bit. And like also, and this is hard coded into me. Crazy bread is just oh yeah, crazy bread is maybe the finest American the fresh cuisine. crazy bread. If you get fresh crazy <laughs> bread, though, if you're at a Kmart and they have what's still they still got a little Caesars in there, and you can just get one like a hot one out of the rack the best i get for crazy bread now is when sometimes kids do fundraisers and they sell little caesar's pizzas as part of the fundraiser that's always my favorite fundraiser. i'll buy, I'll buy 12 packs of crazy bread and yeah. no pizza yeah I'll, uh, i'm gonna crazy do- bread used to be my fries you know how like if i go to a place that doesn't have fries yeah i will go and get fries from mcdonald's it used to be crazy bread for me for, crazy bread should be a meal on its own i mean sure it's probably ha- probably has enough calories for yeah it. yeah i mean maybe once you get four or five sticks deep i mean you're done for the day on food probably <laughs> sure. yeah but should I, be i am a big fatty and yeah. like i would go get like uh if i go to like a subway I would stop and get crazy bread on the way home. Like, no, no. Just, like, you want some breadsticks with your sub? Yeah, you know? sure. A side. <laughs> I do need a side. It's fries now. You used to be crazy bread. Okay. Well, I've had a lot of crazy bread in my life. You've moved on. Can I plug my phone into this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would take crazy bread now. If you brought crazy bread downstairs please into the basement bring, right now, I would eat the shit Please out bring of crazy bread Hey, to if the you're next... a listener and you can mail us a crazy bread kit, if you can, we would love that. Or if you just next, if we ever come to your town and you can bring us like a bag of piping hot crazy bread, we will be forever <laughs> indebted. I'll trade you a how fucking, many, I'll how, give you a t-shirt for it. What percentage of the audience even knows what crazy bread <laughs> is? I, yeah, I don't know. They have new dips for it too. They do? I mean, that's the thing is like, you can get a garlic butter dip. Is there you ranch? You can get a ranch, spicy ranch dip. You can get a blue cheese dip, or uh, maybe not blue cheese, buffalo sauce. Maybe oh, there's like man. all kinds yeah, of dips. Yeah, sounds good. All right, it's let's... God's. It's the, it's Satan's playground now <laughs> at uh, Little Caesars. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Uh, a skeleton. Hi, uh, this oh. is uh, Sabrina from Texas. Hey, Sabrina, what's up? Hey, not a whole lot. I have a Christmas miracle story. I think you guys are going to really like. Okay, cool. So. Uh, this happened uh, about 10 years ago. It was one of my first uh, visit out of my parents' house restaurant jobs. And so this place was a, like a little one-off kind of local thing. It was basically a vanity project for this guy who ran like a, like a plant nursery and a <laughs> landscaping business. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, that's and the best like reason a, to get into like business. <laughs> and it was, it was like a high-end that was for kind of like our, our rich neighborhood. And so... You know, he wasn't familiar with the restaurant business, and there was no one around to tell him about, you know, you don't treat waiters and waitresses and cooks really nice. So we got the same Christmas bonus that their office employees did. Oh, okay. Wow. That was a a week of your regular pay additional at the end of the year. Nice. Oh, that's, oh, that's a fucking good one. sick. Yeah. Because that's, that's about what you need. They, they like, for they're Christmas. like approximated. So, like, let's say you made like $500 in tips on average. Like, they would give you $500. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Deal. That's literally you're, th- what you just said is totally right. That's all you need for Christmas. Like, that is like an extra Christmas. paycheck. Yeah. One you're, paycheck. Somehow you're supposed to get an extra paycheck out of Christmas. Just an extra week. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm the same way. I, I, I'm like, I'm broke all the fucking time and I'm still like buying stuff for Christmas. And, and now that I'm Christmas cheer, Brian, 
I'm actually trying to buy like decent <laughs> stuff for everybody. And uh oof. It is something else. Like I feel like I make a little more money now. And and I should be able to do it. I don't think I can handle it really. I don't I am not gonna be Christmas cheer Brian next year. No, please do. I'm pretty good at it. I mean Oh, the weather outside is frightening. Wow. I'd like to I'd frightening. Like, <laughs> I'd like to see you in red. And my bones with a big... are full of lightning. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I'm swaying back to and fro. <laughs> in the snow, in, in the, the snow, snow, in the snow. <laughs> that classic. <laughs> that hit, that Andy Williams classic that we all love. Well, here's the difference. <laughs> here's what Christmas Cheer Brian is. Generally, I am a miserable person for the entire month of December. And then on Christmas Day, I'm fun and I like it. This time, I'm trying to be fun. All of December and be a Christmas. I'm trying to spread Christmas cheer because I'm tired of having meltdowns 47 times during uh, December. So I'm just like trying to lean in hard on on like being like, oh, I yeah, I love Christmas. Yeah. You know, I would like to see you in a Santa costume. I Well, see, here's the thing. I'm not going to wear a Christmas shirt. I'm not going to wear a Christmas pair of pants. I, I'm not going to wear an elf hat I, or anything. Footlocker.com. First of all, they advertised me a Jean-Michel Basquiat pop figure, which is the closest I've ever come to ordering one of those pop vinyl figures. Yeah. But when I was on that page, I also found a Deadpool Christmas sweater. Okay, I'd wear that. They only had it in double XL, and it was Deadpool with like his pinky at the corner of his mouth, and it said naughty above it. Okay. And they only had it in Brian's size. I absolutely, I did order it. But then I got notified that it's out of stock and they can't fulfill uh, the order. So see, there's going to be no Deadpool Christmas sweater for Brian. I would have probably, if if we were performing this month, not before Christmas this month, I would have probably worn something like that. Like I can, I can be fun. I just, I wear my regular, I wear too much. I wear a lot of black. You don't have to wear crazy. You don't have to wear Christmas uh-huh. clothes. Just the attitude is the most important part. Yeah. I'm not trying to convince anybody to dress stupid. And I'm being great. Like my attitude has been great this year. People are like really noticing. Well, mine, mine is adjusted too. Like, I, I mean, I've been full of Christmas cheer. I've just am like on a cycle with my like manic depressive shit where it's like, nose diving along with buying a house and christmas but i like at the same time when erica worked in dc and we got like several thousand dollar christmas bonuses like i bought people like crazy fucking presents you know like i've spent we spent all kinds of money on it we blew the whole thing on all the people we love i still have an american giant hoodie from that right (laughs) And so, like, now it's like, uh, I mean, fucking picture frame this year. That's what you get. Like, sure. it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I feel like the the expectations, if you can if you can dial back the expectations and be a little bit selfish about it, like what you've tried to do is make it like a treasure hunt or a journey, a way to find a present that isn't just, like, in the dollar section at Target or I, something. There, I fucking haven't. I've only bought, like, two or three gifts from Target, and they're for kids because kids don't right. like they anything. Right, they want Target shit. You know? But, like, I just, I can't, like. I can't look Brett in the face and hand him something I bought at Target. Sure. <laughs> I just, that's not, just like, I, I'm not going to do yeah, it. And that's anymore. the stuff, I mean, and, the, and like, when I was getting all weepy about Santa Claus last week, I, I kind of came up with the idea that the Santa Claus, to me, is kind of analogous with anarchy, and that, like, 
Yeah, the fact of the matter is, is that you have to do it. Like, there is no other way to... You can't just expect Santa Claus to deliver your presents. You have to be Santa Claus. You can't expect people to overthrow the government. You have to overthrow the government. It's not like you just... Somebody else takes care of that for you. You have to take the means of Santa Clausing into your own hands and figure out how what it means to you and what makes you happy. You I know? also think that some of the pressure is... I put this pressure on myself. You put this pressure on yourself. You have a fucking wife born in December, too, which is fucked up. Yeah, we both do. It's fucked Uh, up. We take this pressure on ourselves, and and you probably do, too, Josh. It's like one of those things where you're like, people expect me to spend money on them, and I don't want to let them down. But, like, as a human, I don't want people to go into debt to buy me things. I don't... I don't... I don't, like, want people to, like, have to eat ramen noodles for a week so that they can buy me a fucking, like, a a, a compression uh, socks or something. Yeah, like, or something like that. It's just, like, if you can't do it, I mean, I love you. You know what I mean? I don't care. I I really don't. I don't. I I mean, when I was a kid, I sort of looked at Christmas as a time to re-up on stuff. But as an adult, I just look at it as a day where, like, you know... If I can do it, I want to give people that I love something that they treasure. Sure. You know what I mean? And and I'm, like, really trying hard this year to, like, give the people that I care about things that that they they can tell that I thought about them when I got it. Your heart you know? has grown three times the size. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I Here's the thing. Like, again, I don't... <laughs> I used to go to just Target and just buy everything for everybody or colds or something like that. And I just like kind of felt like none of that was special. It's you know? fun. I mean, yeah, the, the the thing that sucks about December is that we cram so much into it, which is the things we'd rather be doing throughout the year. Like you meet up with all these wonderful people and you get to put on all these wonderful outfits and go to these really pa- these wonderful parties and elaborate things and you get to do all of this and it would, we, I'd rather be doing that in like August and shit when I'm like doing nothing or like when it's fucking March in the middle of the March when it's like snowed again, when you thought that it was spring, but it actually snowed again. Like I would love to have a party where we all got together and put on sequin outfits and, uh, you know, had a celebration and it, the same goes, I, I don't know. It's just all compressed into one very small amount of time. This is like our ideal thing where everybody cares for each other and goes out of their way and does the extra effort. Yeah. But we've hung out with our friends more in the past. I'm two getting weeks. tired of them. I, I'm not. I'm actually like really happy to be doing it. But like, uh, we've been hanging out with our friends more in the past few weeks and it's been great. And like, it's sort of like what I thought my adult life was going to be. You know, right? Where, like I would go and hang out with all my friends, and we would like you know drink or do make whatever food or make, make cookies stuff. Like that's what I thought my life was gonna be, and it, it really isn't that. Just watching TV after work, and then trying to get some rest on the weekends <laughs> and do <laughs> yeah. laundry. <laughs> yeah, and it really didn't end up being that. So like this month, with with sort of my new attitude about it, uh, I I I think like. I think I'm really like feeling good. Also, I'm microdosing mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, you like, are feeling you're yeah, you're like talking yeah. too much now. <laughs> I'm you're, doing so much drugs. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's epiphany is these uh psilocybin. Yeah. A lot of drugs this year. That's I mean, great. More than usual, but good ones. So let's see the next callers. We're in speed round, right? Eh, we got twenty nine minutes. Yeah, I don't know how many speed calls round. We, have. we got speed round, everybody. Where are we at? 
Oh, okay, thanks for yeah, calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, am I on? Yep. Yep. Hi, this is uh, Jay, professional snow shoveler from uh, Minneapolis. Ooh, Ooh. Hi, okay. Jay. In demand job. That sounds like a hard. We need you here, actually, right now. We just went outside during the break, and it snowed. Apparently, so. it snowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on tonight, Jay? Uh, not much. I just wanted to talk to your point earlier. I'm not sure if uh, a uh, alien invasion is necessarily going to bring us together. I feel like if they were smart, they might actually uh, play off of some of our differences. Maybe uh, take Donald Trump up on his offer for a space force or something. Well, no. You're probably right. It's just wild to me that like that was something me and my friends all thought about growing up where it was like all the war would be over and we would just all be at war against the aliens. It would be fucking great, you know? No, but the V aliens came in and cured cancer and shit to win people over. And then that was like their insidious plot to infect the rest of us. Oh, I loved V. The the new one. The I new V was great. Yeah, the new V. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, how is your... Uh, is 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 it snowing there yet? Uh, it's not. We actually have like the next week free of snow, so I'm thinking of uh going down to the UPS warehouse tomorrow and trying to get um one of those driver helper jobs that one of your previous callers was talking about. They will hire you almost immediately. Of that, I am certain. Yeesh. Yeah, it's a hard one, but uh, uh. Uh, um, is there is there any? We're in speed round. Is, is there any anything else? I'm bad. I don't like. Uh, no, that's people. it. Ah, oh, thanks for calling, buddy. I don't like Russian people. It makes me feel guilty. But it does. We are in speed round. Yeah, I want to sit and talk to people, man. That's why I like doing this show. You know. Yeah, I guess so. Oh my god! See what you're saying. These conservatives are so mad at Starbucks. It's incredible. I think like this this Wednesday. All Starbucks talk. <laughs> they're just they're just so locked in back in time. I mean, why did just, they go there? That, because in the 1990s, people wore berets at coffee shops and like said radical shit to get it out there. And these folks think that coffee is like some sort of battleground for progressiveness or whatever. They think Actually, it's like our messaging ooh, ooh, comes ooh, out that way. Ooh, huh? I had a great, wonderful... I don't, I'm not going to say it because I don't know who listens to this. I had a wonderful experience at the coffee shop today. Um, I was... I had already ordered. I was sitting at the table at the bar near the cash register and this woman walks up and she grabs this like cup holder and she says, Ooh, oh, it's made from recycled ocean plastics. What is the, What do they mean by that? And the guy looks at her and says, uh, well, the marketing department wants you to think whatever it is that will get you to buy it. <laughs> That's what he said right to sure. her face. And I was like, God damn, I love this place. I wanted to go <laughs> put a dollar in the tip jar. Because <laughs> it was their branding. It was for the coffee cup. Like the, the company, whoever, the, 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 People that owned it specifically bought these recycled ocean plastic ones, put it out there with the sign, and this guy was just like, I mean, it's bullshit. Yeah, there's no fucking way. It's no another thing to way. buy. It's Yeah, yes. it's like, try reducing. People talk about recycling. People need to talk about reducing. They, That's they one of the fucking, three R's. I would just look at the person that made that and started to sell it and be like, 
So, like, in the end, this is just going to end up back in the ocean. <laughs> we dragged it. We dragged all of the plastic out of the ocean. We put it on a truck. We drove it to a manufacturing plant. We burned a bunch of coal to make it into this. And then you throw it back in the ocean when you're done. <laughs> well, we can romanticize it a little bit. Take the family on a trip to the ocean. And throw your plastic in there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. When I get too fucked up, plastic really freaks me out. I remember I was at a Walmart. It was in the summer. So they had the... The pool noodles and the pool toys and oh, the yeah. super soakers oh, yeah. and the inflatable pools. And it's just this, it's this shelf that's 10 feet high and 40 feet long and it's just plastic. And I was just like, all of this will be in a landfill by the time it takes me to finish this thought. The thing about it is that like, I, I'm not, I like, I do like, you know, I, I'm observing the way that things are, but it's just so silly because we do throw so much of it away that could be reused. Like so much of Christmas, I think the most aggravating part is like you buy a book light for somebody, but then you think about it in that there's like a hundred million book lights sitting in drawers that have never been mm-hmm. used. And there's no way to just redistribute those back to the, to the people that wants a fucking book light. So instead we're pumping out more $5 book lights to put in stocking stuffers. You know, yeah, that is, yeah, Totally. I mean, I have a book light you can have. I, 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 I love book lights. I mean, I didn't want to buy one for the longest time, and I couldn't figure out how to get it. Because, like, no one's going to put that up for sale on Facebook Marketplace. Like, drive to my house, book light, $1. <laughs> you know, it goes in the ocean. Yeah. It's just, we're fucking going to toss this thing in the trash. It goes away. You just say yeah. it goes away. Yeah. All right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking tonight? Can we talk? Uh, Deb. Hey, doing? buddy. How's it going? What's up? How's it going? Oh, not too bad. Uh, and I tell you what, like, uh, you guys talk about, like, recycling stuff. Like, the thing about, like, all these um, recycling plants is, like, they're, it, 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 I, I just don't know that it's actually, um, any of this stuff is actually sustainable. Because, like, it, it, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's all just, like, shit where they're just using a shit ton of energy to like melt stuff down it's all in like redlined old redlined neighborhoods you know what i mean yeah and it's just pumping out like toxins into fucking kids like lungs and like giving people cancer and it's yeah none of it's good no, yeah, good. I'm not yeah. trying. You know, I don't. Want, I'm not trying to be too pessimistic about it. It's not that I don't think that there's a way to transform, you know, the damage that's been done to the environment. It's just that the only way that it can work is if it's profitable. And if it's profitable, it's not being done in a way that is like beneficial or that like closes the loop. It's done in a way where it's like, hey. Uh, I can make money scooping plastic out and sell it, reselling it at at other places. You know, that's the only reason. It's not because we've all decided to like take ownership of the amount of waste that we're putting out there. You know. Yeah, I just saw that someone in the chat said that uh, aluminum is one of the only things that like actually makes sense, and it's true. It's like aluminum and maybe steel are like the only things yeah. that actually make fucking sense. Cans to recycle, like recycling plastic and shit like that. I mean, it's going to go to some like waste energy facility where they're burning garbage in somebody's backyard you know what i mean and it's just like it's none of it's actually none of it's none of it's actually good and guess what fucked up ass stupid old ohio they just did the whoever controls all ohio (laughs) they uh they said that you're no you're not allowed to do a plastic bag ban yeah 
I forget the what governor, not the governor, but whoever the Congress of Ohio. I forget what city, village, or Where town. Yeah, uh, you're, you're talking about like the state, the state Congress. Right. Some some locality banned non reusable plastic bags, and then the. Uh, the, right, and then the uh, then the Ohio State House, the state legislature, they're working quickly to uh, ban to take that out of uh, municipalities' hands. I've been to so many places with plastic bag bans, and it's like seriously not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's fucking know. easy. Yeah, I like it. I mean, what what are you mad about? Are you give fucking twenty cents, you know? Because they'll still have bags there. But they charge you for the bags, okay. usually. I just I just finished reading um, The Reactionary Mind, and I was thinking, like, conservatives, they used to, like, fight to defend the divine right of kings or, like, racial hierarchies, but now it's just plastic bags. Yeah, economic devastation. Yeah. I want the old days where the milkman would come and like fuck your brains out and then give you a glass of milk. Like, <laughs> Drop that was the shit. Bottles, yeah, man. that's what I fucking want. Yeah, let's Dude. get fucked by the milkman. <laughs> yeah, fuck, forget the aliens. Let's get something that's attainable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like don't know what the. It like just sort of feels like you just want to yell at people and say like, let's not make any more stuff for a while like that's what we really need that's the way well, that, we have to yeah. think you know? uh, yeah well that's the other i was thinking yeah. yeah the other day yeah. when i was doing my recycling i was just like people would feel so bad like i just would feel i would feel guilty if everybody had to go and do things how i thought of them because like i'm i'm really into the idea of bulk food and like you bringing your own fucking container to take this shit home just a a moratorium yeah. on things yeah absolutely let's see what we got let's work with what we got let's stop making things i think we got enough doodads for a while and we can uh you know spread them out a little bit more evenly exactly i don't want any doodads don't don't, don't. there's so many i know it's just that sharper image i'm about shit. to move i'm about to move and i'm just going to be so disgusted with myself just digging up all the things that i've dragged into the world into my existence it's like a gigantic fucking sack that i'm dragging along with me for my life I but mean, thankfully I I, i've done two i've done two multi-state moves which are cleansing because you just get rid of absolutely everything like there just stuff goes out the window and you're just feel amazed by how easy it was to not you know hang on to that shit well, so, so um, the well, I, I, I've called and told before the story about me moving from uh, uh, Las Vegas to Cleveland, but like um, you're 100 percent right. Like moving moving across states, especially if you're poor, and you can't like afford like a big truck. Like like it, it really does clarify like the things that you actually fucking need. And you know, like post revolution, like the first fucking thing we should be doing is like eliminating advertising because like I mean, it's like even people who are like conscious of like conspicuous conspicuous consumption and all that kind of stuff like that that shit like does affect you, you know yeah what I mean? and like, if you have you to sell like, it it's a bullshit like, project habit, like product. right you can't help but have it like 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 seep into your fucking brain you know what i mean so like it it, 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 it you, you can't run from it like i mean i don't know i mean there, there, i guess there should be a way for like the government to tell you like hey we discovered like this new fucking drug or Discover like this new like we we built this new thing that's gonna help everybody, but like I mean like we don't need like 
billboards and like YouTube fucking videos, like YouTube advertisements, like telling us about like shit that we like. You guys were talking about uh, K cups, Kira cups, or like that's the perfect example of like a need that was created that like obviously wasn't actually a fucking need. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. yeah. We need the government. We need the government to work on um uh some sort of some sort of uh, laundry system that can wash stuffed animals and and give them back to kids so that they don't have to get new stuffed animals every time. There's so much crap we don't need. Like Keurig, that's like an answer to a question nobody was asking. It's not like... Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, sure. No problem. Talk to you. Have a good one. Yeah, I, I... and if you want to come watch wrestling, I, I, Eugene was at wrestling this Wednesday. Come do the elevator tap room. It's on fourth. It's like it's a garage. There's like twenty some people that come hang out now, drink beer, watch wrestling, scream and yell, have a great time, hang out with Street Fight. That happens every single Wednesday in Columbus, Ohio, here at the elevator tap room on fourth. Yeah, it, it's very fun. It, it just keeps getting more and more fun every week. So yeah, and we're taking we're all taking a uh, field trip up to AEW Live in January. There's gonna be like a, a dozen tickets. of them. Yeah, yeah, we bought twelve tickets for AEW, and we're all going together. So it's like a group of real buddies and and uh, pals. Yeah, yeah, buddies P- is gender neutral. Yeah. Um, okay, buddies and pals. I wasn't trying to. Rec- I wasn't trying oh, to. Cr- I, I wasn't correcting, correcting you. <laughs> yeah. no, not not buddies. Because you're thinking my buddy is a man thing. You know, there was kid buddy, sister and my yeah. buddy. <laughs> I mean that was bullshit though. You know what I mean? Like they shouldn't have made kid sister. They should have called it my buddy. Just my buddy as well. Yeah, it's like this. Oh, this is, my is buddy. also my buddy. This Girl is no, my buddy. Yeah. my buddy has pigtails. My buddy has a pinwheel cap. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see who our next. <laughs> caller is thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to hey this is reed how are you guys doing doing well reed. how about yourself good, good. you're the first hey, caller to know who you are i think <laughs> <laughs> hey i want to argue with you guys about golf courses because <laughs> oh, no. i had some really good formative memories at a public golf course that cost nine dollars and my parents would drop me off there with my little brother and we would pull hey misters all day and it was just a bunch of lonnies and ronnies that would buy us beer and let us ride around their golf carts and smoke dope with them hey misters hey mister is is the best thing in the world like that's one of my favorite pranks oh oh no you're talking about asking people to uh buy like hey mister can you buy me beer Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I was talking about exactly. me and my friends used to go to the mall and go, hey, mister, and then when a the guy turned around, we would act like we didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a little, like, low-key, light, funny prank that yeah. makes you feel good. You got somebody's attention. Oh, hey. like like when you first got your license and you'd honk and then there'd be someone walking on the sidewalk and you and your friends would look the other way and wave. Is that kind of prank? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love hey. I, 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 that's what I thought hey, misters were. Hey, mister. And then yeah. they turn around and you're like, mm-hmm. okay. So I, I don't want to fight. I'm not, I'm not going to fight with you about this. Um, I do love, uh, frisbee golf. I love that it's like a public thing that people do. 
Uh, golf does have the private aspect. So at the very least, I would like to see, you know, there is really no reason to go tear up the greens. Like there's enough houses available. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. So as long as we can publicize all golf courses, I think that makes sense to just keep them around. It can be a fun game, you know, and then we'll also steal, we'll make all the clubs. The clubs will stay at the golf course. You don't have to keep them at your house anymore. You just show up and use the clubs that are at the golf course so people don't, you know, have to buy new golf clubs every Christmas, you know. <laughs> the state will provide yeah. you with a yeah sand wedge. Brett on his, oh, like, yeah. Brett's like, just saying that now because, like, we're talking about consumption. Here's, here's what I'm going to say, and I'm not going to fight with you. I don't want to fight. One golf course per state. Ooh, public, shit. And that's it. <laughs> what do the other ones do? We're fucking gonna grow trees and shit on dog. I mean, you have to travel across the state to plant get corn. You know, not corn. I know corn's a problem. We, we, we'll plant stuff. We'll build trees. There's enough room for that. Golf courses? Are no, there's huge. enough room for produce. There's enough room for agriculture. Okay. Uh, well, then we'll plant trees. You're gonna you're gonna shut down my goddamn golf course down the road and make me drive across the straight. Yes. Yeah. State. Like. Well, okay. Fine. We can leave the fucking golf courses. Everybody gets in to every single. That's what one I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No more private golf course. But I also because like, they're there. They're just fucking there. They are there, but like it also takes an incredible amount of resources to maintain those. It's trails. a lot of water. A lot you of know? water. It's like just a. Well, I didn't say we wouldn't do wild golfing. I didn't say it wouldn't be changed to wild golfing. Oh, so you're you're like, well, golf, but, you know, you got to deal with the grass. It's all hand tools. Yeah. It's just going to be a matter of hand tools. Like, they got to use those stupid liberal uh, lawnmowers. <laughs> that thing is a workout. <laughs> I hate saying I have one. <laughs> yeah, it's a lib lawn. I always call that them lib lawnmowers. That should get you sweaty. <laughs> you're like, there's fucking knives in there. Why isn't it cutting this goddamn grass? <laughs> <laughs> I always walk by them and I'm like, hey, look, good on you. You're great. But <laughs> what if we just planted fairies along all the fairways so you could just get a nice, healthy snack while you did this? And this golf course was a public $9 for the whole thing, nine-hole golf course. And we would just get to, like, the eighth hole, go back to the third, and the gol the beer cart would come around, and we would just be like, "Hey, we'll give you five dollars for two dollars. This two dollar beer, will you buy it for me?" And it was really just uh, a healthy experience for everybody. Sure, you know what I mean, it does Someone, sound, someone's I, Casey says in the chat says socialist golf course would have a brown, not a green. Oh, okay, yeah. that's will be just change of the lingo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I I I truly like if golf makes people as happy as they say it does, then. I guess we got to keep it, but I, I I do think I do not like the culture around it. I, I it's I, awful. I don't it's like. The work. Yeah, it's like the work. Uh, like I think Augusta Country Club should be burned to the fucking ground. Well, you know. So I'm going to I'm going to borrow from the conservative playbook, and I say what we do is like make them for everybody, and whatever happens, so it's a suck it up buttercup situation where it's like, I mean, if this is a temperate forest, I mean, that's what this course is going to look like. That's now. what it should be. Yeah, like you're going to have to figure out your way around some real hazards these days. 
I mean, you it's know, so you're gonna, funny. You're not, we're not going to pay somebody $7 an hour to clear all the fucking nature out of the wave <laughs> so that you can get closer to the hole. You're not, we're not going to do training wheels no more. This is going to be real golf. This is tough golf. It's so funny that they act oh. like, oh, part of the game is actually different conditions. And I'm like, every fucking golf course looks the same to me. I see them and I'm like, oh, there's some water <laughs> and some sand. And then there's a long, like part of the grass that's a different color they All do right. they do crissy crossy in some places and some places <laughs> they don't it's all the same oh well this place was right on the banks of the little miami river so whenever there was any kind of rain like four of the holes would flood like the fairways with just the little miami river and you just couldn't play that if you it was like an evolving golf course i mean it was the crummiest uh non like augusta golf course in the world and it was just wonderful because we got no guys wearing titleist shirts like when brett was trying to fit in with his one job he's like oh i'll just wear a titleist shirt and now uh i'll fit in we had none of those it was the best golf course like roofers electricians guys trying to like get away from their job and it was people that got their gloves that got their clubs from a garage sale Exactly. Yeah. Or they're like, their rich uncle like gave it as like a hand me down. Like, oh, like you want to get in the golf? Like here you go. And they're like, oh, these are the only clubs I'm ever going to own. My dad had a pair of 1970s ass Jack Nicklaus clubs like in the corner of our garage forever. And when I turned like 18, <laughs> I went and played at the public course and was like an absolute terror with those with those like <laughs> antiques. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I do like. I'm into games. I'm very much a person into games. I love the frisbee golf and regular golf. I would like to do. I don't like the pomp and circumstance of it at all, uh, and all the the weirdness around it. So I, I but I, I am. It's, I I do recognize that like playing games is fun as shit. Yeah, as long as it's like not hoity-toity and bougie, that's great. You know what I mean? Like it is. It's a lot of fun when you're young and it costs nine dollars, and you can your parents can yeah. drop you off there, and you can just try and figure out like how to get booze when you're young without going garage shopping. Like, it's a really nice uh, experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe I'll try it sometime. But uh, I tried it once, and all I could do was hit grounders, and I was like, "Fuck this game! It sucks." Yeah, take some practice. You know? <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate hey, that's it. The style. Yeah. Yep, have a good night. Bye. Yeah. Grounders is a style. I do. Okay. So to round this out, this does make a lot of sense. I think if we just put a bow on this, Ekum in the chat says those who use golf courses should have to maintain them. And I think that's perfect because that's like when I did the bike co-op, um, they got bike donations for free, really mm-hmm. sick, awesome, amazing bikes. And you could buy the bikes, but you could also volunteer at the co-op and you would repair the bikes and you would fix flats and you would do things and you would earn credit hours and that would get you a bike. So yeah, I think if you mow the lawn, if you go out there and cut the grass with the little, the little liberal lawnmower, you do some liberal lawnmower time, <laughs> right? It the liberal lawnmower is the coolest thing. <laughs> right? You put in some hours and then you earn green time. That sure. fucking works. I love solved. it. Solved. I, I think right. recreation is solved. Places where water is an issue, maybe like the West and the Southwest, yeah. those maybe get well, bounce them. Change the definition. But the ones that stay, 
That's true. Make them way less classy. Whoever can survive. Yeah, whatever can survive natural the natural rain conditions like, where they're at. Whoever, like some millionaire CEO shithead, whoever is going to the fancy private golf courses now, I want golf courses that those people would never go to. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, our... Uh, oh, wait, somebody... We have a we jump in? five minutes... There's a jump in. It was oh. empty, but now there's a jump in. Well, they might have got. They might have thought they weren't going to make it. Let's well, see. we can get the jump in. We got five minutes left. I mean, what else we got? Last and call, we started late too. Last so. call for alcohol. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey guys, it's Raph. Uh, I guess it's actually me. Am I talking to y'all? Yeah, yeah. You're talking to us. You're the only person on the phone. So. Oh my God! Well, here I am. Uh, well. We're on the topic, a personal topic of uh, something that I've thought of for a long time about, like, aliens and having sex with them. Cool. But also doing drugs with them. Like, yeah. Which, which would you rather do? Like, if, if aliens, you know, hypothetically, aliens have discovered Earth, like, they're not going to rob us for our, research, our resources. They're not going to destroy us instantly to steal our planet. They want to come here for curiosity. Do you think they're coming here to fuck us? Or to party with, and which one would you rather do? Well, here's the thing. Uh, uh, I am like classically not horny, so I'm. I was just saying that other people would fuck aliens, and I would be totally okay with it, no problem. Uh, right. I think that if aliens came here and they brought drugs with them from their home planet, I would definitely like to try that. Yes. And see what it does. Oh, I would. You know. That is also that's also my hope is like to try alien drugs. Like, <laughs> I would definitely do drugs and have sex with the aliens because I'm open to new experiences. Like you know, like you, you've got one life to live. You got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. I, w I would like to, you know, get get everything in here. But I would definitely hope that they would be like, hey, we've got some fucked up weirdo shit that you've never been on before. Check this shit out, party boy. <laughs> I also. Uh, like, it would be so cool to get to introduce a being to weed. Or, like, uh. <laughs> you want to get an alien high? You just said I want to get an alien high. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, you know that poster that says, take me to your dealer? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get you fucked up. <laughs> the the really aliens, am. the aliens stop at Spencer's and get I've, uh, Pink Floyd posters I've, I've been, before they head back into space. Honestly, I'd be kind of disappointed if, like, they were like, hey, you just want to, like, hang out and be mellow? I'd be like, yeah, that's cool, but I've also got, like, this thing that grows out of the ground here. Like, don't you have some, like, weirdo chemistry? So you can introduce yeah. me to some new experiences. Like, I'm kind of a pussy when it comes to psychedelics. Can you give me, like, an anxiety-proof psychedelic from Alien World? Like, that would be, I don't know. Uh, also, side question, I was, uh, Legally streaming the WWE event. Oh, like, I was too, yeah. actually. <laughs> and uh, one of the commercials that they run, which is like still kind of hilarious that like you have to subscribe to the network and they fucking run commercials in between these breaks. But one of the commercials was from uh, Target and they were like, hey, Target gift cards make great gifts for your boss. And I was just wondering, like, do you guys know anyone? Have you... You guys have worked in the certain, like, you know, pretty blue-collar industry. Had jobs. Do you guys know anyone who's, have, has anyone ever, do you know anyone who's ever bought a Christmas gift for their boss before? 
Yeah. Uh, so like a group gift or a one-on-one? One-on-one. Like I can, I can get a group gift for like, you know, small business owner who actually treats you with dignity. So I had a, yeah, I, I did. I had a manager. We all bought a gift for one of my managers that we liked. Um, but that was also because like the people like her boss, like they would treat her like shit to the point where she was like crying in her office all the time. So she was, a, she was okay, like so an angel, like- but, uh, that wasn't, that was like, no, I bought her a gift too, actually. Yeah. I have bought, I bought my boss a gift before. Uh, my wife actually okay. has to go tomorrow and get the group gift. They gave her all the money, and she has to go do the buy of whatever the fuck the gift is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when she told me, though, she was like, I got to get a gift for my boss. And I was like, no, you don't, motherfucker. This is Street Fight House, and we are not buying gifts for our boss. Um, you know, I don't think I would ever buy... I, I guess I don't think I would ever buy my boss a gift. I would never even consider them somebody that I would give a gift because I also like I don't I feel like I'm like sort of forced to be around them, right? Like I'm forced Yeah. That that's a yeah, that's exactly. sort of like not a real relationship. Yeah, sure. And number two I, I I have been friends with bosses by proximity. Yeah. The only the only reason the only and they're reason generally sh- but I'm I'm saying they're generally like making more money than you anyway. And like the relation, it's just not a friend relationship. He, my boss is not somebody that I love. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I've, I did. I mean, I have had a good, I mean, I don't know the, I, I have to say that I have had a good relationship with a boss at one point in my life. Um, but I don't think that if it's, if it's some, if it's somebody that you, if the only reason you're getting it is because they're a boss, I mean, it's really just a matter of the smart move to make. It's just like a, it's an investment in your career. Yeah. You're going to spend $10 to earn yourself a little bit of likability with the person that decides whether or not you get a cost of living raise. I mean, that, that's really what it is. It's a calculated maneuver. It's nothing about like gift giving or the spirit of it all. It's absolutely antithetical to the holidays. Right. It is. I mean, that is, that is like a good point is, is it's like sort of an investment in your future. But the other like side of it is like, uh, um, I I guess I just I like if I liked my boss, like if you were my boss, I would buy you something, Brett, uh-huh. because I like you. You know, I just I'm I not trying to do. I'm not just trying to do. I I mean I did. I'm just I'm not trying to do. I mean I did have a boss I like that I I have. I, I'm not. I'm just not lying. I guess is what I'm not doing. Yeah, I don't think you're lying. I did have a boss that was like, is a good friend that I really liked, uh, and was like in the pits with me at like a small business tyrant situation where sometimes, you know, it's like they're just the next person. They just want to have that weird hierarchy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and right. Yeah. And I said, where, where I'm coming at this is like, I've never had a boss who isn't directly determining my salary. And like, I just cannot conceptually think of being like, Oh yeah, I should, uh, spend money on this person who determines how much money I make. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I mean, I, you know, there, there are people in, in that where it's like, yeah, I recognize, I don't know. There, it's there the move though. I mean, you got to kiss that. And I know people. That person comes in every single day and they want, they honestly, when they wake up in the morning, they believe that you're happy to be there and that you want to do this and that you believe in it. And you really, you have to kiss their ass to get ahead. It's like wearing Titleist golf shirts to get a promotion. Like, this is what they really want to happen. Like they, they believe they've done enough this year to deserve the gift. 
uh it's it's a fucking bonkers situation and i you know i'll be glad enough that i've never had like a boss that has been like well if i don't get a christmas gift you know collectively then it means my employees don't pledge fealty but i will say i don't know just like conceptually that whole thing makes me very uncomfortable all right anyway uh i know we're on the the quick route here and i just wanted to ask uh hey brian you ever think about uh inviting david star onto the show um, you here's the thing. I had a thing set up to have David Starr on the show, but Brett's moving the day that he was supposed to call in. But uh, I might, uh, maybe I'll just like hook up my shit and, uh, talk to him like one on one. And, uh, uh, I might, I mean, I'll be home. I'm not going to be working. So, and like, he has to remember to message. It's like a whole thing. So, but yeah, David Starr yeah, will probably yeah, be on Street Fight. <laughs> okay, cool. Look, I mean, logistically, whenever it happens, I'm glad to hear that it's in the works. I would love to hear that conversation. Yep, and thank yeah. you guys so much. Yeah. You guys have a great, oh wait, one, one, one thing. Uh, hey, hey, Brett, can I offer a bunch of unsolicited advice that I, you know, about something that I don't have? any knowledge of about me i'm just kidding wow good night (laughs) i was waiting for brett to yell at you i was i was very excited i was like wow (laughs) i was like oh no brett's gonna yell at somebody to end a second call-in show in a row jeez i i i got i got i got i've uh, bad, bad vibes, y'all. I love you guys. You have a good night. Peace. Thank you. Good yeah, night. you have a great night. So Peace. yeah, I don't think we're gonna like. I don't. I I don't think we're gonna be able to make next week happen. I think we're gonna come back pretty quickly from this. We we just have to set. I mean, you know, anybody who's looked at pictures of the basement knows that the studio is a is a lot. It's <laughs> so, actually not. I mean, we're gonna have a lot more space. Uh. I don't want, you know, at my house, there's going to be an, a whole room. It will look a lot emptier because all of the bicycles and all of the tools will not be in here. So we'll be able to consolidate this all the way down and then eventually move towards, you know, our own studio space. But yeah, I'm moving next weekend. So uh, there won't be a show. I think Jake has a good best of call-in show that you did and like i said i'm considering maybe doing something but i i I don't i can't take calls like it's not gonna be a call-in show but like i can probably put something together i i don't have anything to do on sunday nights anyway because i'm usually doing this (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna take the day i might take the day off who knows with me it's a holiday season i record a lot so who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of extra work going into this. And please come out to our live show. We're going to do a variety show on December 27th. That's a Friday night in Columbus, Ohio. We have people traveling from Buffalo. We have people traveling from Michigan. We have people traveling from Chicago. There's people from Kentucky. It's going to be a big-ass party. The Trillbillies are going to perform. Garbage Brain University is going to perform. Old Linz from Twitter. You know her as Linzetta if you're from the way back, way back. Uh it's happening in Columbus at Ruby Tuesday, not the fucking restaurant, the old place that existed before the fucking franchise in Columbus, Ohio. It's on campus, on Summit. It's a beautiful stage. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have the best people in town hanging out, a wonderful backing band with the Howling Commandos, and uh, also live streaming on all of your favorite platforms. 
So stay tuned. We have more Street Fight Radio on the way, getting bigger and better, spreading this mess across the U.S. Um, thank you for all of y'all that support what we do. We'll see you on Wednesday. Peace. Good night. Excuse me, friend. Do you ever get mad online about politics? No, not really. So your Twitter handle isn't at DabbingCastro911 and you didn't just post drink piss to at Joe Biden? Uh, okay, you caught me. Well, good news, friend. You are not alone and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad online as you. Really? Who? Where? District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend.